everyone. It's a fantastic Saturday, and welcome back to the Season Gaming Big Cast. Great show for you today. Two returning guests, two of our favorite people we interact with in the community. And uh, But before I get to them, of course, I have to shout out to my partner in crime, Mr. Hit Dan, Agent right, 7, baby. coming to you from your mom's house. You might not even realize that, honestly. I'm always at your mom's house. <laughs> That's what people don't understand. Yeah. What's going on, man? I'm good. I, I, it took me, uh, you know, a good day to get my Hitman game going, but okay, know, we got there. Listen, I got a little bit of something for you now, and, and and when I do this, you know, you know, I'm not leaving, you know, so sorry, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, just understand this is something that I I've been working on. Um, I've had a, a buddy been working on uh, for a little while. It's kind of a passion project for me. So if you just give me one second. All right. So um, for for the audience, and thank you, chat. Good to see everyone. Don't know what's going on right now. Dan said he has a surprise announcement to make. So, you know, we'll see what happens. But, um, you know, we'll play this little little clip ahead of time here. Exclusive world premiere. What happened? Just playing the, playing the world premiere clip for you. Oh, man. there it is. Okay. Are you guys ready for this? No. All right. Here we go. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, yes. Man, this. <laughs> Shout out to number one, Danero Primero, my good buddy yes. Diego, who <laughs> has designed an amazing shirt. This is a prototype that I had done. But Look at the Assassin's Creed. You know, it's awesome. I do, yeah. The seven. I mean, it, it's really you got to appreciate it. You know, little lines just like the 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 logo in Assassin's Creed. It looks just like it. It's I fantastic. It, right? <laughs> I mean, it's a little big, but that that's more of like the people that made it. I think. Yeah. But I love this. Actually, it's the first time I wore it. I actually had to take the tag off literally like three seconds ago. <laughs> <laughs> I got it. I should have probably washed it. It's a little stiff, but right here seven so oh, man up to you you can do i've got the stuff you can do whatever you want with it you can put it on the on the store if you'd like and our, on our threadless store you could you know throw it up there for a limited time and give all the money to charity you can put <laughs> it up there forever i don't care what you do with it we give all, all the money to charity anyway but yeah we'll put it up right awesome see that's awesome i don't want to put you on the spot either though but you know well first why one, would man. that be putting me on the spot i just want to make sure you're okay with it you know, so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be rocking this pretty much every episode from now on. Every so, review you do, yeah, every review. Now I'm gonna have to change everything. I need the Hitman stuff. I was gonna say, is this a preview of what we can expect from Hitman yeah. Three? So every, I'll just have yeah, but every every different game I review, I'll get the font for it. Have Diego make something up with whatever the score is in the background. But you gotta integrate it the right way. Like, oh my god, that's great though. I see Diego's in the chat. Always awesome work. Fantastic. Yep. It's so, fantastic. That's great, man. Good go. surprise. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's hit up our guest. So joining us for the second time, uh, Mr. E.C. Jackson wearing the other season gaming shirt, which we uh, we always appreciate, of course. What is mm -hmm. happening, man? Good to see you. Not too much, man. I said, hey, I'm going to be back on, which I'm always honored when you guys invite me. So thank you again. But yeah, I had to rock, you know, the De Niro shirt, man. I had to be a company. <laughs> so, you know. But uh, no, man, happy to be here as always, man. Definitely. Yeah, thanks, dude. Yeah, and the support the support for our merch has been surprising. Honestly, when I started the the store last year, I was like, you know, 
Um, we'll do this for charity, of course, but um, I did. I honestly didn't expect the support. So all you guys who you know have picked up multiple shirts and rock them, um, it's super appreciated. Uh, so thanks again. Glad to have you back, man. It's um, it's been too long. We always love having you on. So uh, yeah, excited to get into it here in a minute. Joining us, uh, I don't know how many times it's been. He's a regular around these parts, but the first time in this uh, new year, Mr. Luke Lore himself, Insipid Ghost, the host of the Xbox Expansion Pass podcast. What's happening, man? Cheers, boys. It's good to see you. I, I also am rocking the season gaming shirt. <laughs> Wait, I'm, I'm the only one not wearing yeah, a season gaming shirt. Sure. Get it together, Ains. <laughs> Get it together. Look, I'm, I'm here for... for one reason and one reason only. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Follow Xbox Expansion Pass. I'm here to make make it known that Mr. Badbit is terrible. And nobody should be listening to Mr. Badbit ever. He's one of the worst human beings. That trophy room podcast he hosts. It's it's hot trash in the yeah. summer. It's it's, it's the bronze trophy of podcasts. Am I right? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. You want the one K. You want the platinum. You listen to the Xbox expansion pass. I'm gonna tell you that right now. I thought I just need that. I need to get that off my chest, Ains. Thanks for having me on, man. I appreciate it. <laughs> gonna say or you uh you sound like you're running for office or something you got the a speech going on when you count the legal votes i'm cooler <laughs> <laughs> landslide <laughs> oh man we're off and running already this week this is gonna be a good one so now nah, always good to have you all man and um yeah i'm looking forward to getting in this chat so uh so let's get into it. Let me um, real quick shout out, though. I, I, I know some of the people watching already know this, but um, just crazy, crazy support and some of the some of the articles that have hit uh, this month for the site. So uh, really cool surprise that season gaming already in January. We're what a week away still um, to February already is the highest traffic month we've ever had in our history. Um, so season gaming is just rocking through and uh, just love the support. Love all you guys. Thanks again. Uh, just want to give that a quick shout out because it's it's cool to see. So let's get into the topics, though, man. So Xbox Live, huh? Is it going up in price? Is it not going up in price? Um, what the hell are they doing? So I think as anyone watching this is aware, yesterday morning, uh, Xbox announced that Xbox Live Gold, the the it seems like an almost forgotten service at this point, just because everyone uses Ultimate uh, Game Pass to get it, but um, was going to double in price for annual and six-month subscriptions, which just kind of seemed crazy given that um you know you can essentially buy game pass ultimate for the same price if you if you're buying it you know from other stores uh which gives you ultimate obviously hundreds and hundreds of games and new releases uh this did not sit well with the community as we know i think pretty much everybody spoke out about this it became a very hot topic very quickly um but i think what was most surprising about it is a company of xbox's size or division however you want to phrase it um reverse course in less than 24 hours same day and basically came back out, said, hey, we're not going to do this. And we've heard your cries about the uh, free-to-play games being stuck behind the, the live gold paywall. Um, and we're going to remove that in the coming months as well, which is, you know, the right move, obviously. I mean, this just makes sense. People have been calling for that for a long time now. But what I want to hear from you guys about is, you know, I, I work in a very big company. Um, I think Microsoft's one of the biggest, right? And I think people lose sight of the big question is, how does this happen? How does this even get approved in the first place to, to do this price increase? Um, and where I was going to try and defend it a little bit, and as I'm saying, and I'm probably going to walk that right back, but is there's a, <laughs> there's a lot of big things that happen in companies. Just, you know, there's a lot of decision making that happens. Not all these leaders you see on Twitter see every decision that's made, even big ones, right? There's just too much 
going on. But at the same time, um, how could all of that executive staff from, you know, the leaders on social media to Aaron Greenberg to Phil and all the ones we know, how could they not see this as a problem um, and let this get out the door? So, um, Luke, I'll start with you, seeing as you're host of an Xbox podcast, I know you're going to touch on this as well. Um, what are your thoughts here, man? It just seems really odd. It felt to me a lot like the, a case of the left hand not understanding what the right hand was doing. It felt like a very corporate decision. Yeah. Uh, by no means am I the first person to note this, but it felt very much like Xbox of old. Uh, you know, the 2013 early days of the Xbox One. It <laughs> felt like that group of decision makers was involved in this. And it it hurt a little bit because it, it was such an unforced error and such a misstep by an Xbox PR team that has been fairly well on it for the last year and a half or so. And in the last three years, we've seen some very consumer friendly business decisions uh, that of course were designed to make money for the company, but benefited gamers uh, tenfold. So to see something like this was surprising, not so much that it was anti-consumer, but the, the, the blind spot that they must have had to not recognize how this would have played out. You can argue lots of angles on this, the pandemic angle of people being very strapped for finances, for living conditions. You can argue uh, different elements of comparative pricing to PlayStation. You can look at so many aspects of this and just think it's a terribly bad, unforced error. Not to mention, I was of the mind that Xbox Live was going the way of the dodo and needed to go away. And yeah. I still feel like that. I still feel like Xbox live needs to be nullified uh, and simply uh, free in to terms of a it. subscription service. You mean? Correct. It's yes. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. To be very clear. That's exactly what I mean. <laughs> so it was very, it was just so odd and surprising and to watch the, the retraction and the reversal was, good it was a, it was the best response to a bad situation that i think you could have seen but then to watch the, the massive amount of, of xbox employees that i follow on twitter seemingly breathe a sigh of relief while they delivered the news yeah. meant that it was all that much more left hand not understanding what right hand meant and i was very fascinated by the decision at first ains and then the more I processed it, the more vitriolic I felt, the more frustrated I was. It was just short-sighted and uh, a touch embarrassing, all things considered, I thought. No, I, I think you're right. And, and the weird thing is, right, it wasn't even just like a digital announcement or this is coming. These subscription cards were already sent to stores. They were already in retail, which means this was not a decision that was made lightly or a short time ago. They had to produce and manufacture all those cards ship them into whatever nations you know they were making the price changes for so this is months and months in the work and and to to see it come out and then be reversed in the same day to your point it's just like you obviously don't there's miscommunication inside the company somewhere it looks all that much more strange next to the halo infinite marketing that is out there everywhere i've got infinite merchandise on my shelves yep. more immediately next to all the cyberpunk uh, catastrophes of the last right. few months it feels a lot like that um <laughs> sorry buddy and <laughs> it, just, it was just wow particularly in was it within a week and a half of the apology from cyberpunk it almost felt yeah. like that same feeling and perhaps i'm projecting in that case uh, probably but it, it just felt a little odd yeah no you're right you're right so eric i, I know that um you know, I saw a comment you made about this, which, uh, you know, I think provided some good perspective, which is 
you need to you guys need to leave thank yous <laughs> over there and, and start, you know, holding these companies a little more accountable rather mm -hmm. than thanking them when they walk back something that should have never happened in the first place, right. which I think is a good way to look at it. So uh, I kind of get a sense of your thoughts here, but please share. Yeah. And, and I put that out there and it's not to say like you can't be happy when a company that you you respect and love because we're, we're gamers so we love these things and we do give them passes because we're gamers more so than probably yeah. any other industry right so that kind of goes without saying but it was that sort of that thing of i saw people immediately people who were actually being vocal immediately the moment they kind of reacted and you know the the heads of xbox kind of started talking oh you know well thank you so much and you know you guys do this the best and that, i'm like that's fine it's fine to give you know, credit for getting back on track and reacting that quickly. But it's sort of like the reminder of these are corporations. They are going to stumble because ultimately their goal is to make money. Yep. It is not to be your best friend. It, and, and the moves that they're going to make, no matter how consumers friendly they seem, no matter who it is, it's in the effort to make money. So just keep that in mind. And remember, nobody here no matter how big you are, whether you're an influencer or whatever the case may be, we give these companies lots of our dough. Yep. And time and, and effort and everything else. Yeah, absolutely. So and let's stop looking at it in terms of, you know, we're getting things for free and they're doing all these great things because we love it. We're still giving them money. So yep. you have the right to be at them and say, OK, we appreciate you walking that back. Don't let that happen again. Show them that you mean business, you know. The relate understand the relationship. You yeah. got a product. I want that product as much as I love it. I gave you five hundred dollars for this. I gave you however much money for subscriptions or games or whatever the case may be. So don't do that again. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you Fair. know, and it's almost like the conversation they're saying they they technically work for us, right? We're the ones paying them. Exactly, but people seem to have that backwards, and I think a lot of that is definitely because we're in a social media age, and there is engagement. So sometimes some of those lines are blurred. You yep. know, because you do see that some execs have better relationships with some people. And I think some people kind of aspire to kind of having that and they see that and they start to blur the line of, you know, where the business meets the consumer and where the engagement meets the fan base type of thing. Yep. Agree. And you have to remember where that line is. There is a line. There is a service that is given you. You're not going to like you're not tweeting to car executives and thanking them for putting a windshield in your car. You expect there's a, there's a windshield. And if you're driving home and the windshield falls in, you're going to turn around and go back to the dealership and let them have it. So it's sort of the same thing. And now, granted, this Xbox Live thing isn't a windshield falling in on you. But at the same time, let them know, you know, you appreciate the walk back. But at the same time, stay on your game, guys, because you were on a pretty good path of making good choices. Yeah. But on a consumer level, people need to remember any even with consumer friendly choices, they are laid out to again kind of separate you from your wallet yep <laughs> and that and that's a good thing it's a good thing to be consumer friendly and to make choices that make people feel good about giving you that money but it shouldn't be taken for granted and that move they made seemed like a taking for granted type move in a way if that makes sense yeah eric you mentioned social media and, and some are more accessible than others i in my fees did not notice many people reacting with blatant hostility that we sometimes see. I mm -hmm. didn't see the death threats and the assaults on individual people. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's my own echo chamber, but something about the response to this, negative though it might have been, didn't feel personal. Mm -hmm. Whereas I see sometimes decisions go after and, and lead to something that's a far, 
far beyond gaming. Is that just me or did you guys see or notice that as well? No, if I can jump in on that. One. Of course. Yeah. When I put that message out, it was more so to get to the people who were kind of backsliding because the one thing that did happen with this, it seemed like for once, well, I should say for once, I haven't really seen this since the Mass Effect 3 debacle, in my opinion, where people banded together to say, I don't like this. And gamers came together. We have a hard time coming together because we're so mm -hmm. busy trying to prove who's better or knock people down. So this time, yeah, I give 100% props for gamers saying, hey, wait a minute, this isn't, this isn't cool. And I hope we do more of that because there are some other things that the other two should be doing that, you know, kind of slides under the rug. And I've kind of seen people kind of talking about the $70 game thing. I'm thinking yeah. more in terms of why are, you know, why are your uh, cloud saves behind paywalls? Yep. That shouldn't be the case because almost every tech company has some form of cloud, you know, structure that is free. And then there's a pay tier for it, but that's a little bit more one-to-one. -one. I don't want to get in the weeds on that, but, to agree with Luke, yeah, I, I would definitely still want to give the props to the fact that people kind of came together, and that's why you got the walk back. But that should show people if you band together as one voice, you can make things happen. Because ultimately, yeah. again, that's what it comes down to, the dollar. Of course. Of course. Yeah, and I think I saw the same thing. Uh, it, was, it wasn't it was hostile, to your point, Luke. It was more of everyone was kind of uh, agreeing that, hey, mm -hmm. this is a bad call. Um, and I think that's why, even though it was a bad call, I think all of us are obviously in agreement there it is nice to see how quickly they walked back and hearing that. And I think that's the power to what you just said, Eric, of social media when it's used kind of in a positive way, um, which is uh, <clears throat> one of the yeah. few aspects we normally talk about is positivity of social media. Yeah, because Lou's right. It can go, it goes south so many times that we're kind of used to that. So when you see it go more so in a positive, like, like Luke said, I didn't see anyone like kind of, you know, screaming and having vitriol or anything like that. It seemed, even in like the trolling and then the goofing of it, people, the message was the same, like, that's not cool. Yep. Or what is, what are you guys doing? You know? So, yeah. So you, you definitely have to highlight that when we can. Yep. More of that guys. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, Graham, thanks brother. Uh, $2 super chat corporations are not your friends. It's all business. It's very true. No matter the persona they put on um, at the end of the day, like Eric said, there's a bottom line they have to meet. Oh yeah, you know, you know, the thing with me was, I mean, when when I saw the announcement, I was like, "What are they trying to do?" And obviously, it looked like they were trying to push people into the into their Game Pass subscription model, you know. And that's fine. I mean, I, I understand that, you know. Yeah. But you know, according to them, the numbers have been steadily rising, you know, going up and up and up. So I don't know if that was the need. If the need was there, maybe it was. Um, but at the same time, that's not how you get people into your subscription. You do it with content, you know, you do it with, with what this provides you. You know, if I, if I see something that's like, you know, like say Netflix or something, they consistently put up more and more original stuff and, mm -hmm. you know, they put out more, you know, that's what will draw people in. If you come out and just kind of, you know, underhandedly kind of be like, yeah, you know, it's only like this much more for, you know, but you get all this stuff and that's fine. You know, great. You know, I got it. Awesome. You know, I'm, I'm not one of those people that like, I don't care necessarily because I, I've got game pass till, you know, 2056 mm -hmm. lockdown and it's, but, and it was just for new customers, which was also weird. Uh -huh. You know, like, like it wasn't for everybody. Like if you had Xbox live gold and you just maintain your subscription service, you know, you'd be fine, you know, right. for people bringing new people into the system. 
And so <clears throat> it's it's weird. It was weird for me to see that, you know, and I and I went from like thinking, man, like the Series S just kind of lost a ton of that value that it, you know, that it, that it provides, you know, immediately as soon as they announced that. And then it went from, you know, because because if I, I'm looking at a $300 console, then I got to pay $120 just for live, you know, on top of that. Then I, you know, and just to play, say if I want to play Fortnite or Warzone or Roblox or whatever it is. So now I'm paying, you know, that's $420 or I can go buy a PlayStation digital edition if I'm only playing those free to play games. And even if I'm, if I need to spend $60 for a year subscription, you know, in the long run, that's going to be cheaper for me if that's what I'm doing, you know, so it, it kind of devalued the series S for literally like 12 hours. And then <laughs> it right. turned it into even more of a value when they came back and rescinded the free to plays or said that, you know, yeah, exactly. I mean, it just made, I mean, I've never seen a product in that, you know, to me, where it went from, oh, this is a pretty good value to that's garbage to this is even better value now. All of a sudden, <laughs> I mean, it's crazy to me how quickly things change. And you know, right. it's good on them for for recognizing what was happening and, and doing the right thing. You know, so I, I'm I'm all for that. You know, the people that were upset with, I tweeted this out. If you were, if you didn't trust them after what this happened, you know, after this happened, then you probably didn't in the first place. You know that that's that's yeah a hundred percent you know on you don't those are people just looking to cause right. yeah like there's people that came and I sell I'm refunding my Series X okay you know good luck getting it back once the, <laughs> you know, you're screwed but I mean it, it's it's to me it, it was a bad look it was bad optics like you guys said and and that that was really the biggest thing you know and and especially coming from a company that's been doing a really good job of uh, getting uh, just being consumer friendly really in the, in the, in the long run. And, and you know, with game pass, you know, value is all subjective. You know, I, I'm not going to comment too much on that, but it, it, it's, it was a weird, weird move, but, you know, being able to recognize that mistake is, is, is key. And, and then going back and backtracking or taking everything back, I mean, you don't go, you know, if you go to like a restaurant and you, and you, you know, order, I don't know, you know, if you go there a hundred times and you've been doing it forever and ever, you know, at your favorite restaurant. And I understand, you know, what people, you know, it's like, oh, they kind of screwed up my order, but you know, a hundred times out of a hundred times, they only screwed up twice, you know, I'm still going to be pissed because that's just me, you know, because I'm paying $60 for my damn steak. <laughs> right. <laughs> I want my steak, you know you know, medium rare, you know, that's, that, that's all there is to it. If you bring me a well done steak, I'm going to tell you to take it back. You'll probably spin on it, but you know, that's fine. You know, it, it'll, it'll cook off eventually. <laughs> it, it's just a weird, like people get into their, into their, you know, little ecosystems and get into their little bubbles and get into their echo chambers and they, and you know, that's all they care about. That's all they hear, you know? So it, it's, it's okay to hold these guys accountable. And like Eric said, you know, it's all about money. You know they don't care about anything else. You know it, it's just it, it's just money for them. You know and and where does what did that move have to do with you know aside from increasing the Game Pass subs, you know which I think was probably one of their main goals. You know they spent seven point five billion on Bethesda. You know they've got tons of money. I you know, everybody knows that, but you also still have to make money somewhere. You know that's what you know. 
I mean, maybe they don't. Maybe they can just maybe Xbox is just like a for, you know a fun thing for them to do. Microsoft, you know, I don't know. But well, I think I was going to say I think Darren's point here is interesting too because he's right. The the earnings report for the first the first earnings report from Microsoft uh, in 2021 comes next week on Tuesday, I believe. Um, and so the shareholders, shareholders, uh, especially those, uh, you know, they're the ones that they're making moves for. So right, right. coming out of this with a ton of negative press a few days before the earnings report would not have been a good look. No, no, it, it's, it's <clears throat> the bottom line. You know, they screwed up. They fixed their mistake. Fine. Don't do it again. They knew better. Yep. Like you said, Andy, where, where, you know, what? It's not like there was like this one intern that was just like, yeah, we're just going to do this. <laughs> you know, this had to be, you know, the eyes had to be on it, you know, and, and I don't know. It's, it's, it's frustrating to me that a company that has made so many good moves, you know, especially recently has, you know, just makes this boneheaded mistake, you know, and, and but you got to make money too. And so, where does that come from now? Like, where was those projected, you know, increases in revenue that were, you know, you were going to get from that going to come from now? Is that going to be passed on to us through a ten dollar raise in prices and games, or is it going to be something else? I don't know. You know, who the hell knows? <laughs> I'm good for ten or twenty years, so no worries for Dan. Earlier, Dan. <laughs> You mentioned when you talked about the Xbox Series S for that 12 hour window or however many minutes it was uh, <laughs> before they reversed it, that Series S box was extremely insidious. Like yeah. it was hostile towards the consumer in that window. And I found it really interesting because that box is designed to be an entry level point. We've got multiple examples through the gaming uh, industry where Early, uh, very cheap buy-ins to something like the Wii is a good example or a very cheap buy-in to something then wraps up your wallet for years to come. And we've got many examples where even free to play can keep your money. If you have a product worth selling, if you let the barrier for entry be uh, null or, or very low, people will spend more money than the console is actually worth. And that series S $3,300 entry point, not much memory, but you can go free to play. You'll have access to X cloud once that goes live on the console space, but having all the extra stuff that you would need to play, it reminded me of the Wii where you get it real cheap, but then you have virtual console. None of those go on sale hardly ever. If it's a first party Nintendo game, and then you've got peripherals <laughs> and then you have a lot of other elements to it. And for that window of time, Getting a Series S, even without a memory expansion, would have been, in my mind, almost more expensive than a Series X in some ways because every game has to be digital and every game has to be online in, in, to recover. And most of those games are nigh unplayable without having online. And it was just that there was an element to it that just felt extremely wrong. And it wasn't a flash in the pan to Ains's much earlier point. They had marketing for this. They had to produce these things, ship them to various markets. That that worries me on some level. And I will, as many other people do, shill and market for Game Pass all day long because it is the best value in gaming. But for that window of time, the Series S and Xbox Live Gold felt insidious and, and hostile towards the consumer. And I'm glad that this happened. I'm glad that this happened the way it did. I'm glad that we got the reaction because it's a nice, comfortable reminder for those who might show for a company or a brand that 
they are not impervious to wanting more money. They have to make money. And also, they are not your best friend. Um, my arch enemy, Mr. Babbitt, often says that Bill Spencer <laughs> yeah. is, is everybody's best friend. People treat him like a god. And, and they'll, they'll put him in the highest ranks until something like this happens. And they'll pretend like it's the company. It's always the company. And yep, correct. They always they have a business plan. Sometimes those business plans suck, Don Matrick. But uh, oh, yeah. there's an element to it that I wanted to just note. That series S was yeah was vile almost. Yeah, that's a good point. But that, uh, it's it's fun. Like, sorry, hey, go ahead. Infinite. Oh no, I was just gonna throw one thing out. I'm gonna ask you guys this because I thought about this earlier. Is there any part of this that happened because of conversion rates on Xbox Live Gold one year? subscription when it comes to conversion into game pass because we've all seen you know every now and then again randomly wario tweets out xbox live gold cards are you know 31 bucks yeah or whatever right and you can it doesn't convert out as far as you know say just like picking up a game pass card but is there any part of that that maybe be maybe had some motivation to this too you know moving into a six month as opposed to a year I know people probably were cashing in on some of those, you know. Yeah, and, and that was part of their original announcement, right? Is mm -hmm. oh, by the way, if you'd rather just convert your Xbox Live Gold time to Game Pass Ultimate. Right. So I mean, it's pretty clear that the plan was a, a gentle shove, if there's such a thing, mm -hmm. um, to push more people to Game Pass or, or at least new subscribers as well, um, right. given the price difference. So it was kind of a, it felt like a play at both existing and new subscribers to move to Game Pass. Mm -hmm. um, and neither of them were a good move, in my opinion. Um, because now, like you said, the, the, the damage, even though they're respected among the community here who already supported them for reversing, um, you know, if it's only 12 hours, so I don't know how big the impact was or whatever the time was. But if that had stayed out there and you're a new consumer to your guys' point, whether you're picking up an Xbox Series S or X or whatever, um, if you're a new Xbox Live, you're like, why is it so expensive? And what am I getting for it? Mm. Um, and it just, yeah, it just didn't make a lot of sense. So. It also looks bad next to the PlayStation Plus element, which exactly. is whether they want to, whether they're apples to apples or not. Game Pass is now the comparison to PlayStation Plus in my mind, because when you have PlayStation Plus, you also have the instant game collection, you know, and yeah, you get some slate. really great games. Yeah. Yeah. That slate is incredible. Yeah. The amount is. of games I have just for owning a PS5 and PlayStation Plus just it's it's incredible. There's so many great quality titles there. And until Microsoft produces those things, their ability to to push the limits and get away with things is very low. They can't pull a Nintendo not having an online infrastructure. They don't have Nintendo games yet. They don't have some of the leeway that, that other companies do. And I was worried in this moment or in this decision that they had forgotten that. Seemingly they did not now. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, let me let me ask you this, you guys. Um so Shortly before that announcement, they announced the next month's games with gold, right? Yeah, they did. Your five was on there. Gears like, five, yep. Yeah, it was five games instead of your four. Yep. You think that was kind of like one of those things where it was like, yeah, we're going to put Gears five on here. Everybody can get it for free, even if you have, you know, if you have Game Pass, I, I would assume you could, like, if you ever wanted to get rid of it, you could just download it and then go back to live. And assuming they keep that, um, yes. So that's you, correct. You, you think that was part of, like, kind of a stepped announcement? You know, like here we're gonna give you this, then we're gonna you know kind of come out here and say, also we're changing this you know the price point for Xbox yeah. Live, you know, but I mean I mean maybe they, it was it, it was like yeah we're increasing it, but you're getting Gears Five and possibly 
other games of that stature going on, you know, you know, from here on out. Not that, you know, I mean, then you just kind of have to weigh, you know, it's all in the consumer's hands. I don't. I don't think it was an accident. Yeah, if that's what you're asking. I think that definitely was planned. Planned. Nor is it an accident that Gears Five is sustained by microtransactions in the multiplayer space Correct. and just had a single player expansion. Correct. Um, and they don't have as many Gears Five caliber games to play around with. You yep. know that there's there's also that they only have so many that they could use as a motivator for entering their ecosystem. But it was nice to see there was some conscious decision to up the quality of games with gold if only for a short time right uh, <laughs> this is like their best month in i don't know how long because i saw the lineup i was like what was this like a couple of months ago this is that's mm -hmm. a pretty good lineup okay mm -hmm. so no coincidence then right yeah. yeah my other question for you guys is how does this now change halo infinite launch because it was going to be free to play anyway right now point. you don't need Correct. xbox live or anything you can yeah, yeah. buy the console assuming that it's not 800 gigabytes you can buy the series s mm -hmm. and you know you're in that's yeah, it exactly how much of a money maker is that right for microsoft in the end because it had to be a light bulb that came on it's like wait we're right. about to launch our biggest game of the generation at least for now right um mm -hmm. with a free-to-play multiplayer suite that'll pull in tens of millions of players and we have right. a paywall like that makes no sense whatsoever right. yep exactly yeah and it makes me wonder if they had plans to drop that in an announcement at some point but they said you know what we have to do this make good go ahead and drop it correct now. i would bet that's yep. the case it wasn't like we're yep. just reversing this is like all right throw the paywall news in there now and that's why i think aaron greenberg said in the coming months because they probably right. weren't ready to announce it mm -hmm. but they felt like they needed to add that kind of cherry on top to to reverse this right yeah. Good job by them. Interesting. And yeah. so smart too, because that Halo Infinite, it'll it'll whether it lives or dies, they need as many hands on to try it. They were gonna have a lot of hands on thanks to Game Pass. Certainly the multiplayer was free to play, but there are so many entry points to it thanks to XCloud, thanks yep. to uh PC and and now Xbox. There's an equalizer there with removing the barrier for, for free to play yep. games. Uh, and it'll either flop bad or it'll rock something crazy. I don't see an in-between for Halo Infinite's multiplayer suite right now. Uh, and I'm very curious to see how it plays out, how they're able to deliver it, and what's available on what perspective platform. That'll be a really fascinating yeah. aspect. Well, I, I appreciate the balance perspective, but if you mention Halo and flopping again, I may have to mute you. I, I just want to let you know. Come on, man. Look behind me. Oh, wrong side. Wrong side. Yeah, come on, man. I got, I got Chief all over this room. Good. All right. That's the only reason you're still talking right now. Hey, look, I got a little, <laughs> little Mega Blocks Chief. I got a, I got a, hey. a little Totaku Chief. You, what, know, like you mean this one? Yeah. <laughs> Let me see what else do I have within within. Uh, uh, I don't have anything else within Halo Reach. <laughs> I got all these Mega Blocks right here. It's, you know, actually, I got Chief and Cortana right behind me. What am I? Yeah, I'm about? literally all I can think of right now is like Ains and Luke, like sitting Indian style on the floor, yeah. playing with their little games. <laughs> like they were five years old, <laughs> arguing arguing over who's Master Chief. I'm like, oh man. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'll right. be Spartan 118. You can be 117 this time. Right. I'll be Chief. You can be Buck. <laughs> Buck's good. I like that. Yeah, Buck's good. Buck's good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, by the way, I just want to shout out to Game On Daily, Asa, um, Season Gaming, 7. And he said, is that, the, is that the best? Is that the best season gaming you can get? The best score? Best shirt. <laughs> best shirt. <laughs> um, there was, damn, there was another uh, comment I was going to call out on. And I can't remember. Oh, um. Good question for Matt. What's up, Matt? How many here are actually paying currently the $15 a month for Ultimate? 
I just started last month after my gold conversion. And what I was going to say to that, you know, I know a lot of people did that $1 conversion they did at the time, which kind of put some time out there for a while, but you can still get here and there ultimate for a really good deal. So mm -hmm. I think the three month one, right, is normally 45 bucks, but a few times recently they've had them where they're almost half price. I know I got several three month cards for like 24 bucks each or something mm -hmm. like that. Yeah, I racked up a few over the holidays. Yeah, yeah. So that's what I would recommend rather than just, you know, upping your subscription via your Xbox on Xbox Live. Um, yeah, definitely look around because you can get it. You can save almost half the money. Mm -hmm. So yeah, just keep an eye out. Follow people like Wario. He, he's posting stuff like that all the time. Yeah. Um, I, I didn't say this, Luke, but Walt's putting it out there. If oh. I were if I were wearing pants, I'd get up and grab all these <laughs> all these cheap statues. Oh, right. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, yeah. <laughs> Welcome to season gaming. I'll yes, yes. <laughs> this is the mature chat we've got going here. Um, <laughs> but okay, I think we've uh, I think we've touched on enough of the Xbox Live drama at this point. Let's move over to get, getting excited about some new games coming, man. And that's. Uh, I'm excited about the horror aspect here. So what I wanted to talk about was the uh, the Resident Evil Showcase first, and then we can kind of move over to the medium and just talk about horror in general. But let's start with Resident Evil Showcase, man. So I, I have no idea. I know Dan's obviously we joke a lot around not a big horror game fan, but are either of you horror game fans? Yep. Okay, so Eric was yeah. a quick nod. Yes, Luke was an in-between kind of maybe. It's hit and miss. <laughs> Very hit and miss genre because it's one of the that I'm very selective with. You have there are a lot of bad horror games out there, a yeah. lot of jump scare games, and a lot of incredible experiences that happen to fall within the horror genre. Yeah, that's fair. Um, yep. So yeah, I don't know about. I mean, Eric, if you're big into it, I know uh, you know Resident Evil Seven for me was a great, great game. Um, mm -hmm. I felt like it really captured a lot of what made Resident Evil great. I I personally loved the change to first person. Mm -hmm. um i enjoyed it a lot and uh what i'm seeing out of eight i was already we actually talked about eight last week when benji was on because he's a big fan too um i was already hyped for the game but the showcase right. this week um it, it just looks freaking incredible i i have the demo downloaded i haven't had mm -hmm. time to try it yet have, have you as anyone i don't have the ps5 yet so oh okay <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm looking I'm through the window it. of the, the shop like you know so <laughs> <laughs> but uh no man i after re7 and you probably remember this Ains, when they started talking about first person you might have groaned like some of us like i, I did, did. Like, yeah first Originally. person how's that gonna work and man what a surprise right yep so you know i was i kind of replied to uh shout out to sam tober when he, he put out a, a tweet the other day and i said yo i pre-ordered that game in my head the minute i finished re7 <laughs> yes you know yeah. so then seeing it in the showcase i'm like the atmosphere that you know you got like the vampire thing going on yeah I remember when they announced werewolves and i remember people kind of pushing back on that too like werewolves. i'm like yes i want to see what the resident evil version of a werewolf is yeah you come know? on you gotta expand man it's been 25 yeah. years and like 30 games come on expand and everyone does zombies let's let's yeah. Let's push into it and pleasantly surprised. So yeah, uh, just in the little like segment and sample size that we got, the atmosphere of that game looks so intriguing. So I'm ready. Incredible, hundred percent. Looks very gothic, almost uh, Dracula-ish in a way. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. um, it just looks. Uh, it just <laughs> what is going on in our chat here? Um, so uh, I don't want to overlook uh, Cyber. Real quick, guys. Real quick. Um, he just jumping back. We I did forget to ask this to you guys. And I know it's a topic that comes up a lot. You guys think we see an Xbox Game Pass price increase sooner rather than later? Super fast. 
No. No. Okay. Not, not after that. Not I mean, after that. Yeah. yeah. There might have been one offer. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. There's an inevitable price increase for Game Pass coming, but it will not happen until 2024, I bet. Yeah, I I think it's a little, I don't, yeah, I definitely don't think this year, but sometime it's going to happen eventually, right? You need Uh, to have that content, like I said before, like you need to have five or six big ones that you can go, this is why we're increasing it. Yeah, once once their studios start hitting. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Once that starts doing, then yeah, I'm I'm okay with that. Yeah. Same. And the big hitters will, won't really start hitting until 2022, uh, yeah. late 2022 for, for their bigger stuff, right? Yeah, They've right. got stuff, but the big, big things that are going to be exclusive, the stuff, the reasons they bought those companies, those are going to be hitting 2022 and beyond. And that is, that's the time to boost it. So if you're in on the ecosystem, stack those things when they go on sale, because you can get done. great deals for them. Yeah. I mean, I think I'm good till <laughs> 2023 and I'll bump it up. Uh, I'll add to it as yep. different sales go on, but such mm-hmm. a great progress or such yeah. a great service. Yeah. All right. Um, sorry, back to Resident Evil. Um, funny enough, so <laughs> Joseph said uh, he played it and he said it looks amazing. And Asa uh, quickly responded with fight me. And uh, it looks, oh, that's the wrong one. It looks pants. So, <laughs> which if you're not British, it means it looks like crap. So, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> um so i don't know i haven't tried it yet i've seen it's weird i've seen some people say it looks last gen and i've seen other people say it looks incredible so i don't know how we're getting such a such a difference in in opinions on what this resident evil maiden which is what the demo's called uh things, uh did you did your stomach drop a bit uh when they announced that it is coming to the to the uh he said current gen but i don't really consider yeah yeah yeah, yeah that was um, Mine yeah. didn't. I'm I'm not one of those um, people that is like hard lined. If it's not next gen only, it's going to suck. Type people. Mm-hmm. Um, what they've shown from a gameplay perspective and the graphical fidelity, um, and knowing it's going to be 60 FPS on Series X and uh, uh, PS5, um, I think it looks great. I mean, I sure it may you know they may have made some sacrifices or mm-hmm. cuts or whatever here and there, but I mean, I'm not one of those hard line people. Um, I don't know. What are your guys' thoughts? What it's when it comes to graphical type stuff, I think we have a lot of examples where the graphics of a game can enhance the experience, but it doesn't need to be the pixel perfect elements every single time to have a great game. I mean, you'll get any any of the good Switch games, um, all six of them, and they're <laughs> <laughs> just messing with you guys. Um, but, and how many of those six are ports? No, I'm sorry, continue. Oh, that's a very good point. Yeah, it's a great Wii U system. All right, so <laughs> Resident Evil 7, in my mind, is one of the best horror games ever made, and I would say definitively that it is the best if I had more experience in the genre, yeah, but it is just it's not, such but it's up there. It, it certainly has to be up there. Uh, and I loved what I played with Resident Evil 7. If Resident Evil Village looks like 7, then we're in for a visual treat anyway when you're dealing with shadows and, and uh, gore effects and whatnot. It did a wonderful job at, at scaring and invoking fear. I think there's a, a, a wonderful aspect of that. When you look at what they're trying to do with Resident Evil, I think it's too much. I'm stoked for Village. Reverse. I don't even know how to react. I think in some way. <laughs> Reverse. Yeah. You know, it's a little bit strange there, but Village looks wonderful. the The family that they're taking on uh, really gives me good PT this chick vibe. Got famous pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah right? she sure did, and yeah. rightfully so. Yeah. 
Ooh, I got a lot Everyone's like, how am I going to fight her? Like, I love her. <laughs> yeah. 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 I'm getting, oof. Okay. Let's stay focused here, guys. I really am liking with the direction they're going with Resident Evil. It is a departure in some ways from the more traditional RE2 and RE3 remakes. It's, it's yeah. first person. I love that. Uh, I think a lot of people learn from the PT demo way back that first person can be done right can be really scary absolutely and and it's funny because project mara uh from ninja theory a lot of people yeah. are like oh it's in one room or one building it's like yo that was what resident evil was that's what pt was that's what re or, uh, re7 was i'm stoked for re8 really excited for it don't care if it's uh, last gen or, or uh now current gen i'm just stoked to see more of the horror resident evil back in front Right. A little comment for you, Luke. So I'm going to stop putting up the pictures from, uh, from the girl. <laughs> <laughs> really out of myself when I told everybody, huh? <laughs> yeah. What do you think here? Um, no, the reason I asked the question is because I did, I did see some people kind of having that concern and I've, yeah. I get it, you know, with the whole cyberpunk thing that's going on. Of course. Um, yeah. So, and I think up to this point, like we weren't sure. So they just confirmed. Because yes. we up to this point thought it was a next gen only game, so I'm yeah. I'm in the same camp with you that no, I don't think if a game is cross gen that it ultimately you know immediately means that it's dead in the water is going to be something screwy. You know, if anything, I think the, the the current gen consoles have the power to kind of pick up for whatever slack may happen, right? Yeah, but, and we forget that good. Resident Evil Seven was a was a, a past gen game. You know, what right. I mean, it was fantastic. Right. Yeah, and RE Engine is. I mean, we've seen the effects of how proven it is as an engine. It, yeah, flexible. Solid. And Capcom's really yeah. good at doing that, this kind of thing of a cross-generational, yep. you know, thing. There are no slouches with that, right? So, yeah, so I don't think on that level, um, there, I think there's going to be an issue on that. I think performance-wise, it'll run almost the same as RE7 on the, you know, the last Probably, yeah. Yep. You'll probably get something of a performance boost and bump on the current gen, but I don't think there's going to be any debacle where it's just everything is screwed up. Yeah. So yep. agree with you. Yeah. I agree with you. I really, uh, you know, one of the interesting things to me too is Chris Redfield coming back um, mm -hmm. and looking the way he does, which, uh, you know, is really interesting. So, you know, it, it, what do you guys thoughts? Is he a werewolf? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Is that what they're going to surprise us with? Um, I don't know, but those those werewolves look good, or like the the stuff they're doing in that almost gives me Order eighteen eighty six vibes, but cooler. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's which, fair. Which is mm -hmm. kind of neat. Order eighteen eighty six had a lot of good ideas. It sure did, and, and I'm stoked to see visually kind of that same design element come back, and I, it, it just looks neat to watch the the vampire elements, the werewolf elements play a part in this role. When, when Resident Evil loses itself for me is when we get too much into the science aspect of it. Mm -hmm. And that was what I loved so much about 7 is the majority of the game, you are just in a house trying to deal with this just tremendously terrible set of circumstances. But when we get into like underground bunkers and a lot of the Resident Evils and when you're in these massive umbrella complexes, something about that, that sterile nature feels like a different branch of horror, more like Dead Space. And it's, mm -hmm. I prefer the first person Resident Evil to the, the the running gun action of Resident Evil, yeah, yeah. And I think I think it was you, Luke, who mentioned uh, you know they're doing an awful lot with Resident Evil, and they are. But Capcom has been just on a winning streak. I mean, you can argue that RE three was never, in my opinion, the best Resident Evil game. Anyway, it was always more like a big expansion to RE two. Mm -hmm. um, 
But if you look at how good the the remakes were received um, and how, you know, it's kind of playing homage to the the classic RE fans, but they're moving so far forward with eight and expanding the the universe, the lore, anything, whatever word you want to use there. Um, and then also, you know, you're going to get this, which looks staggering, like we just said. And then next year, we're probably going to get RE4 remake, which many people consider RE4 not only the best Resident Evil, but one of the best games of all time. So if they if they handle it with the degree they did of like RE2, um, I mean, Capcom is just on a roll with this franchise. And that's even before touching on the other thing they showed, which is uh, the Netflix animated Resident Evil show that's coming this year. Mm-hmm. Um, so we know the Resident Evil movies for as goofy as they can be. I mean, I'm not even a big fan of them, but I mean, <laughs> okay, okay. you know, they're... The they have an audience. Good. The first one I actually like. From there, it just goes off the rails. It like, goes okay, completely. Yeah. yeah. It goes <laughs> yeah. into left field and out of the ballpark. Um, yeah. First but one's I mean, soundtrack is dope. That Marilyn Manson track. Yo, the, yes. I know the one, one you're talking about. That's mm-hmm. fire. Um, but the, uh, you know, being on Netflix, Resident Evil animated, that it's going to get tens of millions of views. Um, so, I mean, Resident Evil is as big as it's ever been, which is kind of crazy seeing as the first game was 96, I believe. I'm going off memory. Mm -hmm. And now you can play it in games of gold. (laughs) For 120 bucks? No, wait, no, never mind. No, no, no. (laughs) Um, Anyway, Dan, I saw your comment that you downloaded this. You you looked at it and smashed your PS5. So is your PS5 safe? (laughs) Yeah, it's safe. Here's the thing. Like, I downloaded it, and then I, like... I looked on Twitter and like they have like the first, I don't know, 10 seconds. And by, and by the like, way, not to interrupt you, but why are people, people, I saw multiple people post a clip from the demo that is supposed to surprise you for people playing the demo. I'm like, why are you posting this? Yeah, I didn't, I didn't see that one. I just, uh, now, saw, I just saw like where, like the very beginning of it, apparently, where it just says maiden and then you like yeah. stand up. Yeah. And that was enough for me you yeah, got but, to the title screen yeah like you when you when you're when you're in my in the shape i'm in you know you, you kind of have to decide between do i want to play these horror games that could possibly stop my heart or do <laughs> I wanna, you know candy bar or or something like that so so it's more of a balance like a lifestyle choice for me than it is you know i can't handle it i also can't handle it but that's neither here nor there so <laughs> it, it's it's it looks really cool and so did Resident Evil Seven, you know. But I, I, you know, how far I got in that, that was a non-starter. Are you um, interested in like the Netflix series in terms of Resident Evil as a franchise? I'm not a huge animated guy. Like, yeah, like me there's neither. very there's very few. Like there's some Batman ones that are really good that I like. Um, yeah. You know, those are my probably the ones that I'll watch more than <clears throat> uh, anything else. But I. And the, yeah, it's got to be better than the movies, probably. You know, I'm just <laughs> guessing. But um, I, so that that's probably something that I probably won't be watching. I mean, I'll, you know, and again, maybe maybe it'll be really good. You know, and I'll check yeah. out the first episode, and if I make it through that, and you know, there's two. So yeah. So Elu is right on point here in the, in the chat. So yes, Code Veronica is one of the best Resident Evil games there is. We need a remake of that, a proper one. Um, and here he, he said. Say it again. In there, Parasite Eve. That game. I'm was- getting there. I'm getting there. <laughs> Get hold, there. Hold on. Hold on. Um, another Resident Evil One remake. I've heard other people say this, and I would say yes, I'm down for it. But what they should do, in my opinion, is also do Resident Evil Zero, the prequel that was on GameCube, 
-hmm. make zero and one a a singular package as a new remake in the re engine then you've got me on board if you just do resident evil one again it's like i don't know how many times i can run through that same i've played it so many times but if you zero was actually underappreciated in my opinion um if they kind of mix those together it could be really fun and there's there's an element to doing that 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 we are not going to think of. It's Ains, you say you don't want to do that again. How many people have not played that game? True, that's true. You know? right. and and those tank controls are a barrier of entry for a yes, lot of gamers. You know, yeah. so if they did a zero and one combination, called it Resident Evil Beginnings or something like yeah, that, yeah, 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 uh, you'd have a whole new generation back in on a franchise because it's tough to start when something says Resident Evil Seven or Resident Evil Eight. And that's why probably why they're doing they call it biohazard or village. Village, you know? yep. Right. Exactly. That's right. why it's not Halo Six, you know. Correct. Yeah. And Gears is supposedly going to move away from it too. Yeah. Um, but all those, yeah. So and fours and motorsports, another one, um, mm-hmm. where they're getting away from the the numbering. But anyway, um, yeah, Parasite Eve. I know Walt, we we've talked about Parasite Eve. Dan and I have probably preached about that game many times on the big cast. That is an absolute legend of a game on PlayStation One. Uh, Squaresoft back when it was Squaresoft, not Square Enix. Mm-hmm. Um, and they they were a legendary developer, man. Between those yeah. early Final Fantasy games, Parasite Eve, I mean, there's the list is ridiculous. Um, that would Hell be great, pedigree, man. Hell of a pedigree, yeah. All right, um, we didn't, we didn't see an update. Yeah, there is reverse. Apparently, if you pre order Resident Evil Village, you get this kind of goofy kind of fun co-op Resident Evil experience that just takes a bunch of characters from all the games and throws it into like an action game. Um, it didn't resonate with me too much, but if it's free with Village, hey, you know, I'll try it. Check it out. Mm-hmm. Ains, you know what it reminded me of? Uh, the tale of two Konamis and two Capcoms where you have Metal Gear Solid 5, but then you get Metal Gear Survive. You survive. <laughs> and then you have the Resident Evil. Remember, um, not Umbrella Chronicles. There was one, Rac- Operation Raccoon City, you know? It's like, yeah, and then yeah. It reminds me of kind of like those spinoffs that it's like, ah, maybe there's, maybe don't. there's like maybe the, don't. that, that D team that sits in the corner in the basement and they're like, what mm-hmm. can we give these guys this week? All right. I don't know. Maybe yeah. do some mi- cartoon mix up game. I don't know. Student project. It's like holdovers from like, you know, OG Xbox days, PlayStation two days. Like you get that. Oh, not I should say PlayStation two. I'd say like maybe yeah, early 360 days, you know, you get that multiplayer suite that comes with it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm like, this okay. Like you said, if it's free, I'll check it out. I'm not the biggest multiplayer person to begin with. Okay. But I'm like, okay, you know, I'm I'm won't I won't shoo it away, but at the same time, it it didn't really like resonate with me. I was like, okay, well. No, and and you show it after village, which showed so well. You (laughs) know what I mean? Like everyone's pumped and up here, and then you show reverse, and it's just like, um, okay, sure. You're like, those are some frames in there, aren't they? Um, but the the interesting thing here, guys, and kind of just a small segue over to um, just horror in general, which we've kind of touched on a little bit. Um, but, you know, this seemed to create very positive waves this week for both Resident Evil and kind of horror game fans. Um, and the medium uh, comes out next week, you know, formally. Uh, I'll be reviewing that for the site. But, you know, everything I've heard and I've spoke to some people as well that are kind of reviewing it and playing it, um, I'm hearing incredible things. Um, mm-hmm. That they're saying the narrative is incredibly strong, and uh, it's a it's a game that's going to stick with you. Which, if you've played Bloober games, they they usually do. They're kind of they're those games that resonate with you after you've finished it. Um, they don't always run the best. Performance can be janky, and that's what I'm really you know going to see about Medium. But um, I think this one is going to uh, to make some waves and kind of I think finally give 
Bloober a name uh, beyond just the hardcore horror community. So, but I do find it interesting that horror seems to be, you know, top of mind within the gaming industry right now, which I personally love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, it's good for those people that love that kind of stuff. You know, and at, at one point, you know, that was me too. You know, I, back in the day, I played Resident Evil. I played, you know, all that stuff. Like, and you guys remember that PlayStation game D? Uh, God, no. It's called D. yeah, yeah. No, you got yeah. it. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, it was. Yeah, that it was game. made by um, made by that crazy develop uh, director. Not crazy, but you know what I mean. He makes yeah. wild games. Um, right. Yeah, D four was uh, the game that was on Xbox. 360 I think like or one playstation d no i know and there's yeah. mul- there's multiple ones there's yeah. multiple d's uh <laughs> kenji you know say it again the developers kenji uh you know you know yeah that, that sounds it looks right. like a horror he, game yeah, yeah he also made game. uh he's the guy who did um oh man i'm really forgetting it right now sorry go ahead dan i'll look it up real quick no it was it, that i i'm glad that people that are into that genre you know, get it. And Bloober has always kind of been right around there. But like you said, it's always been like more of a performance thing. I played some of that Blair Witch. It was a little bit janky, but then eventually it didn't really matter because I just said, no, this is not going to happen. You know, like all those games where you like, you just have a flashlight and you're, you know, running around (laughs) and then the batteries go out. I'm just like, well, this is, you know, stop, stop with this stuff, you know, but you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to try out the medium because it's on Game Pass, right? And so I can, you know, not have to worry about purchasing it and uh, give it a shot, maybe. And it, to me, it looks more, doesn't look as much horror as it does, like, maybe psychological thriller, which I might yeah. be able to read a little bit more. You know, so I'm hoping that's what it is. You know, there it I'll is. I learn a little bit. Thank you, Asa. Yeah, Sweary65, that's him. Yeah. Uh, he made D4, which stands for Dark Dreams Don't Die. Um, and he made Deadly Premonition, which is not a fantastic game, but it's like a cult classic. There's a, mm-hmm. a diehard huh. community that loves that game. So he makes really bizarre games. So mm-hmm. figure. But yeah, I mean, this is great for, for the horror fans. And, you know, we're seeing a lot more of it, which is fantastic. Because we're still, it's not like stuff is suffering. It's not like we don't have anything else to play if we can't play the horror games. So. No, exactly. That's the great thing, right? And I, I also forgot to mention that uh, just two, what, two weeks later, two and a half weeks later, we get Little Nightmares 2, too, which if you've, mm-hmm. if you've played the first one or tried that demo, God, that demo it's good. was so good, man. <laughs> so good. <laughs> so, I'm, yeah, I'm hyped for that one, too. My, my stepson um, doesn't really play horror games, hadn't played the first one, and he came down right when I started it. And he was just engrossed. He literally, he was standing there. And after like a couple minutes, he sat down and just watched me play the whole thing. Mm. It's like, wow, this is pretty cool looking. I was like, dude, yeah, it's amazing. And the, the lighting that they do is stunning. Just, it's, yeah, it's just amazing. So yeah, but I recommend to people, if you haven't picked up Little Nightmares, it's free right now. Grab it. Yep. Amazing Definitely. game. Yep. yep. All right, Bomber. Medium doesn't look scary though. Tell, tell Dan, say. I'm trying. I'm going to try it out. We're going to see he, what happens. He's kind of right, though. I think, you know, Bloober does, you know, Blair Witch had some horror element, hardcore horror elements, but really Bloober focuses, it's more psychological. Um, right. They're more Great. telling. Oh, wait. Say it again. I'm sorry, Ains. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, I didn't hear what you said. It's got some Alan Wake vibes to it uh, mm-hmm. and, and elements of thriller horror and not necessarily all jump scares or, or yes. kind of cheap horror. It feels more rich and more vibrant. And 
the other element to the medium that we're, we haven't really touched on is that it is a Series SX exclusive. Yep. Um, and I don't bring that up specifically for the Xbox exclusive element, but more for the next gen hardware, now current gen hardware. It'll be interesting to see what that means. What was it they thought they couldn't do on last gen hardware? Why would they not uh, allow themselves that install base? Will this be a game that has legs and everybody who gets into a, the next gen system yeah. in the next year will try out? Will this be on the cover of Game Pass for the next year or two? Will it stay exclusive? There's an element, a business element to this game that I'm interested to follow outside of just gameplay. And rumors are rumors and they do what they do, but a lot of rumors out there about you know a Polish studio being picked up by Xbox. Is that is that going to be Bluebird? Is Bluebird involved in that? Is there some element to it? I, I think this one's a timed exclusive. But what does this mean for the future of the medium or the studio or whatnot? Because they have been working very closely with Xbox for some time. It'd be neat to see Microsoft double down on horror the way they have with RPGs. They have the future of RPGs almost cornered when it comes to Obsidian and, uh, oh my goodness, I'm blanking on the, all the Bethesda games and stuff in Exile. Yeah. If they did the same thing with horror, that'd be a really fascinating element that perhaps the medium is the start of, but I think it is a timed exclusive. If I'm, if I'm remembering. Yeah, I, see, I see Joseph saying that too. I was actually typing on mute, trying to look it up because I forget. Um, they, according to what I can find quickly, it's just, there's no announcement specifically. Um, I don't know. This Joseph fellow sounds like trouble, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I do know one of the things they've talked about, because you mentioned earlier about like um, what they couldn't do on prior gen right and i know one of the things they mentioned is because they're running the split worlds and your capability to switch between them they're really taking advantage of the um the drive bandwidth and that the mechanical drives on the old consoles just can't do it um so that's one kind of neat aspect that's probably one example we've heard uh realistically from a real developer who actually knows what he's talking about um or they know what they're talking about uh around uh you know why it needed to be next gen only so uh, let me get these super chats real quick, guys. Uh, Graham, make Dan review the medium for season gaming. Uh, he'd have to have a new shirt made. I don't know what it would look like. It would be brown. Um, yeah, it would also probably say five. <laughs> <laughs> this is why we don't let him review the medium. About how many seconds I would make it through. <laughs> Thanks, Graham. Uh, and Pompa, $5 Pompa, is in the house. What are the chances of mannequins being in the medium? Oh, man. Yes, the veins is playing very high. So if you're not familiar with the horror games, uh, he's referencing Condemned, which is, in my opinion, one of the best horror games of all time. Um, yeah, if not, I'd say it's right up there. Silent Hill 2 is probably, I kind of think, near the pinnacle, but Condemned's right up there, too. Um, so thanks, Pompa. I appreciate that. What What is this? Season fan gave us a super sticker, a 10 euro, um, 10 euro uh, super sticker. So thank you very much, man. Appreciate that. Um, that's, that's your shadow count from, you know, the <laughs> EU. <laughs> <laughs> I recognize the avatar and I'm just struggling to place it. So please chat and let me know who exactly you are. But a uh, very generous thank you very much, man. Appreciate that. Um, so Eric, man, uh, like horror, mm -hmm. talked about Resident Evil. What, what are you thinking on the medium so far? Are you interested? Yeah, I was in on the medium uh, for the first first moment that they showed it. And then when they showed at the showcase, like the duality of it, like yeah. Luke was saying, like, yeah, what is it about this game where they felt it couldn't, you know, be like a, a last generation game? So 
Yeah. So beyond that portion, I said, yeah, push forward. I want to see what this is. If you have something new to bring to the table in the horror genre, you know, or something really cool, let's go for it. But just, yeah, from some of the, like the Alan Wake vibes. Yeah. And yeah. Silent Hill vibes a little bit too. Yeah. Some of the Silent Hill vibes. Yeah. I'm wondering, is this horror? Is it more suspense? Whichever it is, I'm down for it. (laughs) But it just looks like real, it looks, it just looked really cool. Like from jump. So I was kind of in on it since day one. Yeah, it's awesome. Yep. I'm the same way. Uh, and like I said, I love Blue Routine. Did you play Blair Witch? Not yet. I had it. I have it in my back, my long backlog that <laughs> yeah. has continuously adds to. Uh, so so I, I would say on it, like after we get off, I might actually check it out because it's, it's, it's been sitting there. I just haven't gotten to it. But I yeah, before the medium comes out, I kind of want to see what they're yeah. you know. Yeah, so I know it's um so Blair Witch, I reviewed it. Uh, if I if you are going to try it, I would recommend two things. Uh, it can be a little janky. Mm-hmm. Um, so you get some frame rate hiccups and whatnot. So push through that. The first hour or two is relatively slow. So you okay. do have to get into it. But once that game hits, it hits really strong. Mm-hmm. Um, and the final hour, depending on how much you play through it, you, I don't want to spoil anything, but you get to an environment and it is just freaking mind blowing. Um, okay. it's bonkers, like what they do to you psychologically. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so it's worth hours, right? Say about, it again. It's about what four to six hours from what i understand it's not yeah i mean i play games slow so it took me i want to say seven to eight so yeah probably a normal person you know Mm -hmm. four to six yeah no i I play games slow too so it'll probably take me the seven because i'm going all over the place looking for everything me too me too and there's some discovery and kind of puzzles in the game um but there's you have a relationship with your dog in that game which is really Mm -hmm. cool um and there's just yeah there's a lot going on dizzy what's up brother our our brother from Lords of Gaming got the zip mouth because, yeah, I know he's been playing Medium. He's reviewing it for Lords Gaming as well. So, uh, yeah, yeah, pretty cool. Oh, Hassan, too. I missed uh, Super Sticker. Hassan, uh, how you doing, man? You, he left the Super Sticker but didn't talk about Anthem. I don't know what mm-hmm. we're doing anymore. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm all in on the, the horror. Let's keep it going, man. Like Callista Protocol. Oh, God, yes. <laughs> oh, man, I, I need to see more of that. Yeah, looks. Like ASAP. Yeah, and the uh, Dead Space is their inspiration, and it's next gen only, and it's that's not even uh, coming until next year. They said twenty twenty two, right? Right, right. Well, I'll I'll tell you. I'm sorry, Eric. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I I'm sorry, the lag got me a little bit. I um I am all for some of these games that are coming out that are just landing with the right studios with the right people yeah some of them are spiritual successors uh like back for blood others are our yeah. io getting james bond i mean there are just some of these studios are just perfect for the games they're making and i yeah. love these spiritual success uh successors that are coming through uh so that dead space fans are getting the game that they've wanted for mm-hmm. some time uh, it's 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 really cool to see because I think it's feedback based. I think these companies uh, to a certain extent are hearing the call out for the games that people want and responding to it, knowing full well, they can uh, make money in a market for it. And it feels different say than like mirror's edge catalyst, you know, people called for it, but it wasn't answered properly. You know, I'm looking forward to some of these games that are coming out. It just feels right with a few of them. It, the, yeah. the start of this year with the announcements has been very good, right? And and that's you just touched on some of them. That's before even getting to uh, Massive making Star Wars and or Massive making um, uh, Indiana Jones, mm-hmm. U- Ubisoft. Man, I'm all over the place. Massive is Star Wars. Star Wars. Uh, uh, machine yeah, machine, uh, games, machine games, yeah. yeah. Machine games making Indiana. But I mean, you know, those IPs feel like they're in good hands with Lucasfilm Games coming back too. And just a lot of good announcements for the gaming industry this this uh, this year so far. Mm-hmm. 
and I'm, I'm 100% with Luke, man, like with spiritual successors, like if the company who owns the IP is not going to do anything with it because of whatever reason, give me a spiritual successor. It doesn't have to be the exact IP. Yeah. That same flavor, that same vibe. You know, I look at it, scare money, not going to make money. <laughs> so, <laughs> you're gonna yeah, that, that's one of those weird money. things, you know. Sorry, Eric. I, I'm like, Luke, there's a slight delay, I think, and it's messing me up. I don't mean to no, cut no you off. No, no worries. Um, what was I going to say? Um, you know, IP ownership is always a weird discussion. Um, mm -hmm. And one of the things I've liked recently is when a few companies, I know Microsoft did this too. It's just like, yeah, you can use the IP. Um, and I know like the IP, for instance, with Insomniac, um, Sunset Overdrive is a big, big one to me. I know it's kind of a core community that wanted to see that come back and so forth. And they just gave that, you know, that was part of the Insomniac thing. And so it'll be cool to see if they ever do anything with that as well. Mm -hmm. All right. So Dan, you know, I think we got your thoughts on horror. I think we're mm -hmm. good on that. So. <laughs> mm -hmm. I will say though, um, you know, knowing that we're not getting Silent Hills, despite the teaser we saw at the end of PT, the secret ending, um, because of all the fall through that happened there, of course. Um, I still just want to shout out that despite not being the biggest Kojima fan, despite not, you know, being the biggest Metal Gear fan, the, the rumor that he, their next game, uh, Kojima Productions is a horror game just has me all sorts of pumped up because I think the way he tells stories is unique. Um, it's a little absurd at times to me, but translated that to a horror genre and the craziness of some of his ideas, I think it could translate really, really well. And I'm looking forward to see what they're doing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. So I know, Eric, we, Dan, you're on. If you said something, I didn't hear it. All right. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so one other big news that kind of came out actually just yesterday, uh, and I know Eric and I touched on this on uh, on Twitter, but Vicarious Vision. So one of my favorite games of last year was Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 and 2 Remake. Probably one of the best remakes I've ever played in my life. Um, it was staggering how good that game was. Um, I know it won our best uh, uh, remake award for our season gaming awards. It won all sorts of, you know, super highly reviewed. Um, but they've apparently previously developing under the Activision banner. Blizzard, uh, because it's Activision Blizzard, of course. Uh, Blizzard has now pulled that team in of about 200 people. Pulled that team under the Diablo uh, department, if you will, um, under Blizzard. And they're putting them as part of the team working on the Diablo 2 remake, which is titled Resurrected. So you've now got the Diablo 4 kind of overarching project team overseeing development of Diablo 4. Diablo, what's the mobile one called? Anyone remember? Oh, man. Immortal. Is that what it is? Diablo Immortal? Mm -hmm. Okay, thank Don't you. you have phones? That one? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The mobile yeah. one. And, and it's supposed Diablo to be good, by the way. It looks good for a mobile game. I'm not a mobile game guy, but it looks good for what it is. But um, yeah, so um, this one's kind of weird for me because I adore Diablo, one of my favorite IPs, um, several uh, several hundred hours alone in Diablo 3. I can't even count how many hours I must have had in the other Diablos, like all up, um, you know, probably thousands. But um, so hearing this team, which is very talented and stacked on talent, is now going to help with Diablo 2 resurrected. It's great news in one way, but it does leave uh, me really disappointed to think that that team's not going to be involved in anything more with the Tony Hawk remake, whether it be other remakes or more content, whatever they had originally maybe planned. Um, so kind of disappointing there. But um, Eric, I'll start with you, man, because I know you commented on this as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat with you, man. Like, I get it. Like you have a team that's pretty stellar, you know, and 
Diablo Four has to hit. <laughs> like, yeah, it there it can't drop and it's questionable or it's got issues or it's got whatever the case may be. Like, they have to like hit the ground running with that. So people forget that, how bad Diablo Three was when it launched. Right, right. It was a disaster. So, so yeah, they have to make sure that every part of that is on point. So if this is just kind of pulling people in to say, hey, we got to make this happen, that's the case. But yeah, it, it's definitely disappointing because, like you said, it it would be one thing if like Tony Hawk One and Two was just terrible, like a terrible like remake or whatever the case may be. And you go, okay, whatever. But you're kind of thinking like it did really well. They delivered. We're definitely going to be getting like three and four and you know whatever the case may be. And now we may not. That's disappointing, but at the same time, if it means Diablo 4 is going to be incredible, it's like the trade-off. You know? <laughs> yes. So, yeah, like I said, it hurt. It definitely hurts, but I don't know. We'll see. I don't know if they have other plans for Tony Hawk or another team that they're going to give that to, but it's kind of that thing where it's like if someone cooks you something really good, you know, you just you want that from them again. It's like scary to go to the restaurant next door. You know? <laughs> so, yeah, that's kind of my thought on it, man. It's like it is what it is, but yeah. Yeah, I hope they're not putting that Capcom D team from the basement on Tony Hawk. <laughs> no, man. It's like the, <laughs> the, the, the janky team. <laughs> you, know? Yeah. I mean, you know, it's not to say that this is a permanent switch, right? They they could technically make let them go back and like after Diablo 2's done. Well, no. In the announcement, they said uh, Diablo 2 Resurrected and future Blizzard projects, but they will no longer work on Tony Hawk. It's, no, it's not, in the not, announcement. Not Tony Hawk necessarily. Oh, but like why could Blizzard, you know, do something else, you know, and say they could they could remake a game, you know, I don't know, like Parasite Eve, or something. <laughs> <laughs> you know I mean? like like I mean, does that mean you know are they going to go from Diablo two to Overwatch to you know something you know and just stay there or you know is did they just is it it's dissolved completely vicarious? No, 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 no. The entire team, 200 people, is now, I said, absorbed. So Activision Blizzard is kind of your parent company, right? right. They were making games for Activision. They've literally moved into Blizzard underneath the Diablo department. Okay. So, yeah, they're done. Yeah, well, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It was good while it lasted. I mean, you know, they they should be proud of what they did. They did uh, two amazing, you know, remakes, at least, uh, Crash and, and... and Tony Hawk was insane how good it was yeah. you know, for a remake. It was almost perfect. Like when I reviewed so, it, I couldn't find a fault to call yeah. out. Like it's, they, they did an amazing job. So, I mean, I can't think of somebody else that I'd rather have working on Diablo 2 uh, remaster, remake, whatever they're doing. I mean, with that experience and bringing that to the table, awesome because. That's one of my favorite games of all time. I actually still like Diablo 2 better than 3. A lot so, of people say that. Yeah. I'm, I'm on that bandwagon. So, <laughs> you know, it sucks for possible future remakes, but also great for Diablo 2 remake. So, I don't, oh, so I they, don't agree. I don't think it's a good move at all. Nobody I asked you, Luke. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you something, Diet Joe. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Vicarious Visions just has such a good talent slate and they're so good at what they do that i don't like the idea that they're now strictly assigned to blizzard the versatility the talent that's there i would have rather seen them diversify a little bit or branch out and do something on their own it it gives me almost blue point vibes and i would hate to see blue point be assigned to just one 
or you know one franchise and that just makes me worry diablo 2 is great is deserving of a remake uh and i agree with you guys they are a great and talented studio to do it but the the wording and the, the news that's coming from this it makes me sad to see a talented studio like vicarious visions uh seemingly be i guess you would say stuffed into a, a closet and told to only make this you know no freedoms it worries me uh and dan i can just see you you gearing up for this next next statement or two i well, bring it bring it go ahead and tell me playstation show my buddy my brother my puerto rican com compadre you know wow what a compliment i know i'm basically called diet joe <laughs> that will be my new name next week so i'm gonna get a shirt made up <laughs> i feel like it's just me and phasma over here on luke island thank you phasma <laughs> luke <Wow>. island <laughs> uh, you, you're, you're right i mean yeah it would have been it would have been nice to see them you know, be able to stay where they were and do those things, you know, I'm just saying, you know, given the situation and, you know, given what, you know, Blizzard actually is, which, you know, as a, they, they put out some amazing games, but they're also, you know, under the Activision umbrella. It's just, you know, I'm not a huge fan of those big, big companies like that, you know, cause it's, it's mostly about the money, 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 yeah, you know, specific wait, IPs wait. that are going to make the money. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, and then, I mean, when you see the results and what they've done, you know, it, yeah, it does make you, it's like, it's like, damn, man. But I'm also, you know, with Diablo 2, great. I mean, I, I, I'd rather them be doing that than working on something like Overwatch 2 because sure. their talent seems, you know, more geared towards something to that effect. Damn you, big businesses. <laughs> Wait, Luke, you said this next comment, did you ever get to it? No, I don't know what he's talking about. You said this next uh, comment's going to, he was gearing up for it. No, I, oh, I can nice. just see him, you know, putting oh, one in the chamber. Was, he, he was There's a lot <laughs> left going on up here, Luke. You give me credit for it. Let me just tell you something. <laughs> Mostly just, you know, what am I going to eat after this? So, <laughs> thanks, Eric, you, you, you were going to say man? something. Yeah, I was going to say, what? Okay, I guess I got that completely wrong. I didn't even realize that they were being assigned to Diablo 2 Remake. I thought they were coming in to be support on Diablo 4. No, they are. Okay. Um, let me. I can pull it up for specifics, actually. But yeah, no, they're they're working on resurrection. Uh, so. uh, okay. It says right here, uh, will par will partially be handed to the team. So there's other developers within Blizzard working mm -hmm. on Diablo Two Resurrected already. But the the team. This is according to the report from Bloomberg and Dan's favorite guy over there. Um, but according to the report, Team One who was previously responsible for the poorly received Warcraft 3 remake, um, they've been pulled off of Diablo 2 development. Um, uh, and that was a team of like 25-year veterans at mm -hmm. Blizzard, apparently. Mm -hmm. um, the, the division for responsible for Diablo 4 has taken over development with, to which the team at Vicarious Visions will be added. So mm -hmm. it's kind of a combination of Vicarious Visions and some of the Diablo 4 team are going to be overseeing the Diablo 2. So Diablo 2 must have been a mess. That's what it's sounding like, yeah. Or it's uh, or you know they're they're not hitting the vision that right. they wanted. Wow. Okay. Okay. Hmm. So kind of interesting, but I mean, these things sound bad only because they're public. A lot of this kind of stuff goes on all the time, and we're just not aware of it. So mm -hmm. at the end of the day, all we have to hope, right, is that Blizzard did this for good reason. You know, they they might have been looking at this remake and it's tracking and it's progress and saying, "What the hell are you guys doing?" Um, you know, that's an important game. You cannot fuck up Diablo 2. Literally. <laughs> I mean, probably, people will, 
people will show up, you know, <laughs> at Blizzard um, with pitchforks. You know, I'm not going to make any political political reference here, but <laughs> um, you know, it would be really bad. Like Diablo two for that community, the Diablo community and the PC community is literally like on a pedestal above nearly anything else of all time. I mean, it's that high. So there's no way you can release that game and not do it justice. It has to be done right, which I think it's probably why Blizzard is like, look, we, we've got to get good people on this right mm -hmm. now. Well, at so. least they're aware. Like you said, yeah, yeah. that's true. Yeah, there are that's, certain that's, things that's... you you can't. Yeah, there's sacred ground that you cannot do anything. You have to make mm -hmm. sure you're on point. So, yeah, yeah, I guess. Yeah. Diablo as a franchise is just one of them. But yeah, Diablo 2 in particular. That's, yeah. Yep. Get it right. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> so all right so only a couple other things to touch on these are quick ones guys uh but i want to touch on and this is a game i know no one well not i won't say no one but i know a few people are paying attention to and that's balan wonderworld um i don't know if any of you guys are paying attention to this this is the new game from um yuji naka and if you don't know who yuji naka is well one you shouldn't be listening to the show but he is uh the creator of sonic um and also did uh nights into dreams on saturn um, mm -hmm. So if you don't remember this, this was uh, um, kind of previewed. I think Xbox has the marketing rights for it. It's a new game from Square Enix. Um, but this is, you know, the fact that this um, is from Yuji Naka, there's a reputation there um, mm -hmm. and an expectation of kind of quality. Um, but it looks very, um, you know, very kind of traditional. It looks very similar to Knights, actually, almost it like really a modern does. Knights. Um, but it's, uh, there's a, uh, it's got co-op, local co-op. Um, and it's supposed to be very, you know, early impressions have been very kind of enjoyable, just a very, very fun kind of colorful game to play. And the only reason I want to bring this up is there's a demo for it that's launching on Thursday. So same day medium launches, <laughs> kind of mm -hmm. a contrast of, of games there. Um, but, you know, just a shout out that if you're a fan of games like Sonic and Knights and all those kind of um, cartoony, very Japanese, colorful uh, platforming type games, there's a demo for that coming Thursday. And I think that'll that'll probably gain. Assuming it's of the quality we expect, it'll gain an audience um, beyond what many may think. Yeah, that's that's my that's my jam. I love Knights. Okay, so definitely on my radar because um, I've always kind of wanted a, a Knights remake. Yeah, or know? even sequel. I know people called or for that for years. Yeah. yeah. So maybe you know, I don't know, depending on how this does, or maybe because they're remaking this and they have something of a new engine with it now, maybe we'll get that. But no, I. Uh, yeah, the minute I heard he was doing this and I saw like gameplay of it, I was like, yeah, I'm I'm definitely checking this out. Yeah, just it, so, it looks right up that alley. It does. Looks like something from Dreamcast. <laughs> Down with that. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> or yep. All right. Dan, Luke, I can see you guys just thinking of all these incredible things you want to say about Balan Wonderworld. <laughs> No, I was I was just reflecting on how much I loved my Dreamcast and some of the games that are on. Just many people don't know, but I just love Dreamcast. And when Eric says he's getting Dreamcast vibes, it it makes me more excited because I don't even know that I would have a special interest in Balan Wonderworld. But when you have something that makes you remind you of good times, it, it it brings you in. And and there's a demo which is not typically my mo. I'm not one to typically play demos and betas. However. It, you kind of you guys are accidentally selling me on it, you know, as you talk about it. And that's the best way to be sold on something unintentionally. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that, that's why I want to bring it up. Cause I don't know if it's gotten a lot of press. We have it on our side, of course, but you know, it's good to know the demos out there gains an audience. Yuji Naka is a very highly respected guy. 
Um, so I wanted to shout it out. Yep. Anyway, not playing beta. So you, you're telling me you're not going to play Halo Infinite beta? So I actually saw your how to play. It was through you that I saw the how to play it. And I don't know. Now, here's what here's the problem with, with Luke Ward. Okay, I just want to say ahead of time, you, you should factor in that if you plan to keep up with me even a little bit, you better get in on that game early and start putting the time in. Look, when you're as good as me at video games, <laughs> but I often debate and go back and forth on playing betas, playing demos versus just waiting for the initial progress of stuff. And it depends on the type of game. Sure. I'm also notorious for not being excited for a game, Sans Halo Infinite, which I'm over the moon for. Uh, until it's available, and then I go nuts for it. That is that is something that I tend to do. Uh, I the amount of steps you have to do to play the early beta, got to be in the insider program, then register uh, for for it on the Halo forums, I believe. Yeah, that's a lot to to lock out casual gamers, which I think is their point. That's what they want. They want only right. the dedicated. Yeah, and, and then from percentage of the Halo insiders will get in, not all. Oh, it's even more interesting. Yeah. Even more interesting. So, Ains, you're you're all about playing it early, even if it doesn't do well or progress doesn't carry. You you'd rather play it early and just find out, yeah. Yeah, I I can't tell you like a Reach beta, for instance. That mm-hmm. was like, if I remember correctly, like two maps. Either yeah, I think it was two maps. Uh, there was no progression. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't tell you. I probably put hundreds of hours into it. It's just the, the competitive Halo guy in me, man. It's like I need to feel what the game feels like. I need to get the mechanics down, the movement, um, all those things, so that on day one, it's uh, I'm ready to roll. I think that's the difference, though, is that I enjoy existing in the Halo universe because of the lore. When I play multiplayer, I have Halo scenarios in my mind that I'm thinking of or elements from the book or something, or the books or, or whatnot. I enjoy Halo for the more single-player lore-based topics versus i think the multiplayer competitive side uh as much as i do enjoy that i'm halo 5 man tons of hours in it i love mcc as well um but it's more lore enjoyment for me so i think that's the the reasoning difference before it i'm not the right guy to test a beta for tuning and getting the movement (laughs) down i'm not the right guy to give the feedback for it either i'm just the guy that loves being a spartan when the time is right to be a spartan (laughs) fair enough I'm the guy that lets Ains carry me through. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, man. O- over the years, I- I've I've uh, created such a big backpack for my friends. You know, I just throw them on the back and uh, you know chug through. I'll gladly climb in because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Although you know, I'm kind of worried because I you know I take I'm not joking. I take Halo like major Halo releases pretty seriously. Do the mm-hmm. midnight launch, take time off of work, do nothing but plan to play that game and be competitive. Um, and, you know, I'm not a young buck anymore. The reflexes aren't what they used to be. So I'm, I'm kind of worried I'm going to jump into Infinite later this year and, like, go full into it and still get my ass kicked and be like, oh, man, this is rough. Yeah, I think we'll see, we'll you can't take time off. <laughs> you take a week off from it, and then, yeah, it's like all of a sudden you're behind everyone else. You're like, oh. Yeah, and nowadays, no doubt. <laughs> this is the chapter of Ain's life story where he starts to consider purchasing an aim bot and going down a dark road, right? <laughs> That's my halo midlife crisis. Yeah. <laughs> I got an idea. What if we had like, you know, multiplayer Padawans, like you get some young person, you train them up, mm-hmm. you impart your wisdom of the years on them. <laughs> behind them like, That's what you do. You shoot, shoot that guy. <laughs> you know, there you go. <laughs> nope. There's right. no, there's a pack big enough for me. 
<laughs> literally and physically. And like it, it's not going to happen. So I, I I never forget when we played. We played Apex Dan and we played Pub, yeah. and just oh my god, your reactions to like getting shot going. and where things were coming from were killing no me. No clue. <laughs> He's like standing in the middle of a field, you know, getting shot. He's like, "What is going on?" <laughs> I'm wearing yeah. this big bright orange vest. What the hell? Man? <laughs> <laughs> All right, I want to get over to Hitman Three um, because it's the big release this weekend, Dan. I know you're reviewing it for us, and we're going to touch on it. But uh, just before, and we don't even have to really comment. But if you weren't aware, the Cyberpunk first title update is out. Um, stability fixes, bug fixes, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. We're not even going to get into it, but. Let's move over to Hitman 3, man. So uh, I haven't picked this game up. I'm actually not playing it. But, uh, Dan, I know this was one you're really looking forward to. Uh, it's reviewed extremely well. People seem to be loving it, barring whatever those transfer issues. I don't even know the details of all the issues that were going on. Um, a lot of issues. Okay, but uh, you want to educate us a little bit and let us know your early thoughts? So basically, what what from Hitman 2, when you, when you launched that game, um, not initially... But um, they got they got to a point where you could, and this is this is some cool stuff. You know, they you're able to basically play all the Hitman One games through Hitman Two with all the you know updates and visuals and all that stuff and and <clears throat> systems gameplay all that stuff. So they did that again and brought over One and Two into Three, and that's with the updated visuals, uh, updated items uh, like the camera and stuff. Okay. Problem was. Um, they launched the progression. Like you have a progression, you have a level that you you get to or you uh, that you work on. Um, I think I was at about right around a hundred, um, which is amazing because I got it for the PS5 and I only got it like three weeks ago. So I play a little bit too much. But um, <laughs> so so they launched that website. It wasn't game based. It wasn't like in the game. It wasn't based on. Uh, it was based on your IOI account, and and the, the the problem was they launched it at the same time globally, basically, and it caused it was never tested. I guess it was never, you know, so so your progression first of all wouldn't carry over until they went and fixed whatever they had to fix, um, and then people are also having issues actually accessing the content. This is mostly on the Xbox side, and I've been hmm. kind of talking to our friend Mo about it. Cause he's been having some issues and it's either like yesterday he found out that he had the demo installed. Well, the demo is basically the whole game without the access to it only, you can only access like the first mission and then like the first cutscene. but you can basically go in, press a button and it would, you know, but you have to download all those missions separately. Ah, uh, like it, the episode you know, stuff. It's episodic, but it's not episodic. <laughs> Hitman two. It's, it, there's so much going on, but it could also be an issue with with the smart delivery because hitman 2 is technically a you know uh, xbox one game so um it or you know it, it was last gen so i don't know if it was trying you know it, it was having issues with that at all i mean it, there, there's so many things that could have been they're still kind of working out the kinks you know some people like me i got in i got on the playstation i did have some issues initially with the progression um, and, and, but eventually it loaded up. Then they had a server issue where you couldn't even get into the game. You could do it offline, <laughs> but you couldn't, nothing would save. And there's no point. If you're trying to pull, pull your progression over, you could play it through the game. 
nothing would save once that progression then transfers. Uh, you would okay. lose everything that you've done. So, so can I expect like six weeks of articles and death threats? You know, listen to me real quick. This is nothing like what Cyberpunk <laughs> was. Like. This is like a, this is even hey, Cyberpunk was playable. Kind of. That's true. You know, <laughs> <laughs> it, there's yeah, there's not even a comparison there. No, that's fine. So, no, but anyway, okay, yeah, anyway. we don't have to hash that. But you're in the game. You've played it on PS5. I played it on PS5. I haven't played the PSVR version yet. I'm hoping okay. to get to that sometime today. Um, and it feels a little like expansion like to me. You know, okay. and and that's okay if they they've improved everything else but I'm not sure that they have enough yet. So, you know, they've, they've added like a camera, but it seems to be kind of useless except for in very specific situations. I thought they'd do a little bit more with that. Another thing I found out, you can't even take a damn screenshot on the PS5 because every time you hit the share button, it takes you, it pauses the game. So all you get like the, the controller map of the, <laughs> the, the dual sense and that's all you can take a picture of. It's so weird. So I don't know if on Xbox, if that share button works better, you can actually just hit the button and it automatically does it. I couldn't tell you, huh. you know, but it's just, it's a weird, and I don't know if that was for Hitman 2 because I never really took screenshots, but I tried to take one. The only way I can do it is to actually record a video and then take a screen cap of my video and kind of save bizarre. it. It's super bizarre. So that kind uh, of- Dan, uh, Joe just asked in the chat, is there a photo mode? No. Yes, so, yes. Well, yes, it, but no. Yeah, kind of right. Like you got you got the camera, mm -hmm. and you can take pictures and stuff like that. Do you have it on Xbox, Luke? Yes. Can you can you like literally can you screen cap something with that button with the new Xbox controller? Can you? Well, that's a good I, question because I I am using my Elite controller, which doesn't have that button. Uh, yeah. Have you okay. taken any screenshots? Just hitting the guide and why? Yes. And it works fine. It. It does not work as well as a photo mode would, but to right. Dan's point, I will get the camera out, take a picture, and you can remove the UI in that. And then okay. there you yeah. screenshot it. So it's it's a little obtuse. Yeah, I got you. Um, yeah. And next to some of the better screenshot or uh, photo modes that I've had with Immortals and with uh, oh, Miles this, Morales. Of course, yeah. So this is what I was going to ask you, Dan. So I don't know if you know, but on PS5, you can customize how your... On PS4, you could too. The share button, you can change what it does. So you can change from a press a double tap and a hold and what each of those things do. Cause I changed mine. So I don't know if, I don't know what yours is set as, but maybe I'll there's a, say it again. I'll go in and look. Cause I, cause basically yeah. what I do is I press it and then it takes me to the, the options of, of capture. It's the, you're, you're, you, so when you press it, it does the create thing. So go into your PlayStation settings. There's an option where you can change between create screenshot and video, and you can okay. change it between tap, double tap and hold. Um, yeah. So see if you can change it to where a single tap is screenshot, not create. That may fix your problem. Yeah, hopefully that does. Because that was super annoying. Yeah. Um, other stuff. I mean, it's it's. I'm a huge Hitman fan, and I've been a huge fan of this trilogy for you know a long time. Yeah. So it's. it's I, I love more of the same, and what they've done here is you know the it was always light on the story, like and, and now they're kind of tying that all together with a little bit more story. Um, but it's just weird because they've had so many different iterations. The first one had these awesome, you know, you know, CGI cutscenes, you know, that kind of moved story forward and, and they looked amazing. The second one came out and it was kind of stop motion 
setting of pictures of, you know, and then they kind of talk behind it. This one came out and it's back to the CGI stuff, but it seems like it's worse as far, like from a graphical standpoint, um, just in the CGI stuff, it doesn't seem like it, it pops as much as the first one did, but the story is better. And they're kind of introducing, like the levels are so much different. It's not just, okay, go hunt A, B and C and grab this file. Mm. You know, the first one maybe is like that. The second one is, you know, that you, they, you've heard those things where they talk about the knives out level that, yeah was probably my favorite mission in in the series so far you know up until that point and then the next level it was completely like it was just a different dynamic they're changing how the missions work it's not your typical you know go hunt this person go hunt this person you know i mean you're still doing that but the way they have it laid out is 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 a lot different and it's it's actually pretty fun but at the same time you know, you got six missions total, I think, is, is what it came with. Okay. So you're trying to, you know, I'm trying to figure out how much, you know, couldn't they have done this and just released more episodes for Hitman 2 and just upgraded everything? You know, I got charged dollars for uh, a whole new experience, you know, with, you know, now, assuming you own everything else, you know, you're, you know, if, if you're looking at, you're looking about a hundred bucks to play three games, you know, in the new engine with all the new stuff. Yeah. And I think that's a pretty damn good deal, especially for a game like this. And it has a ton of re replayability. That's the biggest thing with it, man, is going through and trying to get, you know, all these different ways you can tackle the situation. They've, yeah. they've minimized the stories where the mission stories where you used to have like six or seven of them. Now you have three. So, but there's still more out there, you know, to do. They're just not, you know, I guess charted. They're not. They're not there for you to go. Okay, I can use this as a guide. You can just find a way to do stuff. I mean, it, you, it, there's so many ways. I killed uh, one of the the um, targets with a unicorn horn. I think yesterday <laughs> that broke off a statue somewhere. You know, and I like she was hmm. standing on a. I just threw it at her head. <laughs> Fantastic. That's you know, cool. I threw, I threw a banana at her at first. You know, I thought maybe <laughs> that would knock her out. Did not knock her out. Just kind of pissed her off, and then I, I, I died. But you know, <laughs> there's 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 a lot. They've added a lot more ways to do things. And and once you got your progression carried over, I, I mean, I went back and started playing the first and second ones. So I'm kind of going back and forth right now. I'm, yeah. I'm trying to get those missions um, and get my levels up, get more items. Every time you level up, you get more items. You unlock different areas. You know, that's all the same as it was before. I just don't know how much of a leap. It looks great. You know, I know I think it runs at native 4K and 60 frames on the Xbox. I think 1800. Yeah, 60, 60 frames. as well. I think that's what I was just going to ask you. You're on PS5. Luke, you said you're playing it. Are you on Series X? Yes. yes yeah, okay. So, all right. It probably yeah, looks it looks a little bit better. I, I, then again, for me, it's always, it's never been a resolution. I was going to say, it's, it's not a massive it, difference, really. It's probably. But it's 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 I don't great. Know. It's good stuff. Yeah. Joseph saying he killed someone in the toilet. I don't know why he's visiting guys in the toilet, but <laughs> we'll, we'll cover that at a different time. Yeah, you, there's so many. That they, that's the, the the hook so far is that they've added so many cool new ways to to take care of people and, and, and dispatch your your targets. You know, but at the same time, it's like 
they probably could have done this for 30 bucks. Gotcha. You know what I mean? So what you're saying is a solid seven. Got it. It's a solid uh, seven. <laughs> Luke, where are you at on this? Uh, so I have to eat crow because I said on last week's episode of XCP that I was going to hold off on it. And then uh, I ended up requesting you, you a damned code. It. Yeah, you I damned did. It. I did. Okay. And <laughs> I have I just started it. I got the standard edition it was the code they sent me. And I am really, really enjoying it. Like, it's really good. And I'm not a big Hitman guy. And it, it's, frustra- it's frustrating because now I'm in and I really like it. And I'm learning how to read the menus properly. There's a lot of complexity to Dan, what Dan was saying in terms of like getting the older missions. I don't have the right versions of the older Hitman games to play them in the new engine because I got them through like Games with Gold or uh, no, through Games with Gold. So I'm anxious and I might go back and play Hitman's 1 and 2. Uh, and I'm bummed that it's not in the new engine but I'm really enjoying the game overall. I just have a lot to learn about how to, to read what the game wants me to do. What's the objective? What's the story mission within there? Uh, I, I'm, I'm liking it a lot and I'm debating if I want to spend 30 bucks to get all the Hitman one. You have to have a certain like game of the year access pass for it is what they're calling it. Okay. Um, and so I'm, I'm debating if I want to do that because I'm really liking what I'm playing, but I'm lost in the story. I have no clue what's going on. I don't care that I don't know what's going on in this game because it's just, it's about the puzzle solving and I'm mm. liking a lot of that. It's nice. really good. Yeah. Eric, I, I don't have anything to add because I don't have the game and haven't played it. Are you playing this at all? Uh, I don't have Hitman 3. I have both Hitman 1 and 2 okay. on uh, PS4. I had started Hitman 1 around the time that it came out. Uh, just never went back to it. It had nothing to do with the game itself. I really liked what I played, but it's just one of those things. Like It gets buried in a backlog because other things keep coming and coming and coming. Of course. Right? But for whatever reason with Hitman 3, like I'm really feeling like the, the, the urge to really just go and start playing through the whole suite of everything. Mm. I will wait until I get the PS5 and kind of load all the seeds and stuff in and do it that way. Okay. But um, yeah, I'm actually, yeah, very interested in Hitman 3. Have no idea why I never really went back to play through Hitman 1 and 2, especially for the fact that uh, that's one of Nick's like favorite franchises. <laughs> nice. You know, so uh, between that and Baldur's Gate, you know, he's surprised. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's always preaching Baldur's Gate. Yeah, I'm surprised he hasn't exiled me from the show yet. But, uh, <laughs> probably because I have the whole suite ready to go. So, you know, so I think gotcha. he, gives, he gives me some grace on that. Uh, but no, I, I mean, it's really cool seeing like the reviews on it the, and people having good impressions of Hitman because Hitman's always kind of delivered for people when it comes to like stealth, but we kind of focus more on like Metal Gear and mm-hmm. Splinter Cell and things like that. But, um, but yeah, I'm going to get to it yeah. eventually at some point. So, you know, yeah, it seems to hold a very unique spot in the industry as a game mm-hmm. um, and kind of scratch a specific itch, if you will. So it's good to see that they really kind of nailed it with their, this is their finale really. Right. I guess they're yeah. moving over to 007 after this. Yeah. So. It's kind of sucks. I, you know, I love agent 47, you know, and, and it's, it's one of those, you know, characters that's been around for forever. And, you know, back since the original Hitman was a 360 and, you know, it, it's, it's, it, they're, they're such good games. And this one's given me much more of like an absolution vibe than like the last two, which seemed to be more about the, the how than the why, you know, but now that I'm there and Luke, I would say 100% go back and I mean, the amount of content you would be getting for that $30 is staggering, especially being able to play it in 4k 60 frames. 
although mm-hmm. it's you know usually run pretty well anyway it's always been kind of a, you know you had an option i guess in hitman too but it, it's just so much you know and once you get through like one level you can kind of you, you'll, you'll see all these things it's like okay i gotta go back and try it this way next time you know i can go back and try it this way next time i said oh i i didn't get this and it, it's become more about like the challenges which are actually tracked and you know give you the xp and stuff than it has been about the story but now since they're tying it up they're doing a really really good job you know telling that story which is amazing and everything from the other ones are starting to make more sense i guess is what i'm saying gotcha. should i should i stop playing through three's story get the access pass for one beat that then play to two but in the re or re3 in the hitman 3 engine or yeah. should i play through three and then go back oh no I, I mean if they i know they have that cinematic at the beginning of hitman 3 you can play you know or you can see the you know, story so far that doesn't do it justice because once you know there's so much of a learning curve i think for like it, there's a training mission i think for hitman 3 i don't i think it's the same as one actually i think they just kind of took that one and put it over um but i don't know because i didn't play it so I, I would say go back play those games first because not only you know the training missions will give you and all those early missions will give you those kind of tutorials in game and, and and you can see like there's just so many chances for like these unique experiences which is why i love it so much there's so many chance like you know one time you go in and you, and you you sniper rifle somebody from a distance next time you beat them with the fish you know over there so you i know. was just gonna my one comment i can add here which is kind of funny is at e3 2019 io had a hitman booth and part of their hitman booth was you could pose in front of this thing with friend or yourself or whatever and they had all these goofy tools from the game they had a hammer they had a fish you just made me think of it they had this big rubber fish um and they had like all these goofy things and so what you could do is they would make a gif of you killing someone in a goofy way and so there is a gif out there which i don't know where it is but of me smacking bert with a fish across the face um, which i wish i could find i don't know where that is uh but that was uh that was good fun yeah and i actually have a little rubber ducky uh hitman keychain from that too best yeah and plus plus another thing luke for, with that is you if you play through those missions you're going to be earning that experience in that in that level you'll be leveling up which will give you more options the farther you get into hitman so so you, if you start at the first one you progress all the way to say uh you know where you're at now in, in hitman 3 you'll have double or triple the amount of items to take with you on the missions to, you know, you know, to do whatever you want with. I mean, the, the combinations are nearly endless. Mm-hmm. So. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, cool. Yeah. I definitely mm-hmm. applaud them for like doing that. Cause I don't see many games that actually give you the access to all the old content and just make it one huge suite. I mean, you know, that's, so that's definitely got to give props to devs when they do that. Yeah. Especially yeah. when it's a trilogy like that. Right. Just, yeah. 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 It's um, yeah. It should be done more often to your point. Mm-hmm. But cool, man, you guys are making me want to play it. Um, but the only reason I really kind of held off on checking it out is because, you know, Medium's coming. Uh, and that's that's my focus, 100%. But anyway, so uh, let, let's just talk about other games you're playing then, man. Uh, uh, Luke, I'll start with you. What else you uh, been up to? 
Well, as I said, I started Hitman. Um, I'm also playing. There's no embargo on telling people that I'm playing. I'm playing Cyber Shadow, which comes okay. out. Okay, yeah, yeah. Coming to Game Pass. What next week? Yep, day and date into Game Pass. I think yeah. uh, if you look at the game and you see what it is and you see yeah. who's publishing it, uh, you know exactly what you're getting. Uh, and I, that's all. They, they didn't give us an embargo timing on it. So, uh, yeah, I think it's Cyber Shadow. Uh, if you look at it and you say you'll like it, you'll be just fine. Um, cool. Beyond that, it's. I'm embarrassed to say how much I'm having a blast playing Fortnite. Uh, I got in <laughs> when they added Master Chief, and I was like, I'll never play Fortnite. They added Master Chief in, uh, and now I need a loan for V Bucks because uh, I am <laughs> loving that game. You're oh. adding to those billions, huh? Man, I've gotten the Terminator, got the Predator, <laughs> I got Batman, I got the Joker. I'm loving this. So game. you already spent like a hundred bucks on it. And I think what we need to focus on is that I'm spending time <laughs> with my friends. You know, it's priceless, it's priceless time. Yeah, it's right. Yeah, we got three wins back to back, and we're having a blast. Is that's that's a lot of what we're playing. We do a lot of Call of Duty. Um, yeah, that that's really been been it. I've also been playing some indie games from Ten Tons. Uh, they do very kind of low budget, small small twin stick shooters. I enjoy kind of those games in between bigger titles because sure. uh, I just wrapped up Immortals and, you know, and so, and, and Watch Dogs Legion. So to have those two big games, it was nice to play multiplayer suites and smaller stuff. So that's kind of uh, where I'm at there, but yeah, I, I'm surprised to say Fortnite really has been something I enjoy and, and Call of Duty continues to be its own reward. Uh, yeah. Mr. Babbitt and I, and, and our buddies, Kev and Charles, we, we just, every night, six o'clock, seven o'clock, we jump on two, three hours of just, hanging out being silly talking junk and escaping so it's been a good time that's awesome man that's what it's all about mm -hmm. eric what you been up to man i i've not actually more so been like kind of dabbling like um okay. in backlog and actually older games like I, I went through recently um bioshock infinite you know if you guys probably saw me sharing tons of screenshots from it because now was that your first time no no i played that oh, game so many yeah. different times that I, i'm gonna tell you man in our current world Play that, play through that game again. I think, uh, like Nick from Gaming Perspective, he he just played through it again recently. Yeah, and he because he saw me doing it, and I said, Nick, this game is hitting in a way it's, it's hitting on a whole different level now. <laughs> you know, with our yeah. current climate of things. Sure, sure. And it's just playing through it again. It's amazing how well it still holds up from a gameplay standpoint, and the story is trying to tell, and the mechanics and everything. And it's like, man. Just Bioshock in general. So when you when you show those statues, man, I almost shed a tear because those <laughs> that franchise just means so much to me. Yep, me too. You know, and Dan too, I know. Yeah. Just special, special games and and Bioshock Infinite just yeah. It I remember when that game came out, people kind of had an issue with it because it wasn't Bioshock one and yeah. it was kind of doing some different things. But yeah, I, I would tell anybody, go back through that game now and you can see like this this weird connection almost because I'm also a huge fan of Dishonored. And okay. I'm playing it. Actually, it made me go to like the wiki to see was there a crossover of development here or <laughs> teams? Because I'm like, it's amazing how much this game feels like a Dishonored game, mm. you know. So, uh, so I was playing that, and then I jumped over. I had never played through um, Alice Madness Returns. Oh yeah, I haven't played that either. Yeah, and um, Hector from um, LordsOfGaming.net was talking about that game, and I was like, yeah, you know what? I've had this in my backlog. Been meaning to play it. Jumped on that. And man, that thing is a fever. It's a fever dream. <laughs> you know, it's, it's it's deep. It's dark, but it's really cool. Um, and then from there, I jumped over to the messenger. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, I've heard great yeah. things about that. Yeah. I've never gotten around to that one. So I've been doing like these like fights. Okay. Games. I haven't really de devoted to anything, you know, super, you know, like big or anything. Cause like, you know, I'm going to be playing the medium next week as well. Yeah. But uh, the messenger, man, is just freaking hilarious. I and didn't I hear, that funny. Yes. Yeah. So Cloud reviewed that for us at SG. And the, the thing that he says really unique about that game is that as you progress, it, it almost goes through the eras of gaming. Like it turns mm -hmm. from an 8-bit title to a 16-bit title, mm -hmm. he said, which is crazy to me. Yeah. And that's the, I haven't got to that portion where it does. I knew that was one of the things about it. But just, yeah, from the gameplay, it, it, yeah, it's very much a love letter to that generation of gaming, you know, from 8-bit to 16-bit. Yeah. The 8 bit part, they're, they're nailing. But, um, yeah, I heard you, you know, you just agree, Luke, but the humor, it is so freaking funny. <laughs> like, it, it, it knows it's a game. It just plays with those those tropes that, you know, of games where they used to be so serious, you know, going through a Castlevania was so serious. Yeah. This one is like, you know, it's just playing with the tropes, sort of like what Shovel Knight did, which Shovel Knight's another game that I absolutely love. So, yeah, this has been like, uh breath of fresh air i'm not sure why it took me so long to play it you know i have it on switch but now it's in game pass so i jumped yeah. on it in there and i'm yeah i'm rocking it man i'm loving it it's been cracking me up the whole way so i had yeah. the dev of the messenger on xep a couple months back mm -hmm. uh and that was really cool and when i talked to him i had just transitioned to the 16-bit uh phase of the game uh, okay and eric that's like a separate game you should think of them as an 8-bit game and then uh -huh. a 16-8-bit hybrid because it transitions from ninja gaiden like to super metroid which wow. is totally different totally wow. different and it was really hard mentally to go from one to the other and once i was okay with it i was like oh okay i got <laughs> it but huh. it is way different way wow, different okay. yeah and, cool. and the music is great too man but, yeah. but just the banter between ninja and the shopkeeper mm -hmm. dude, i'm just dying the stories he tells yeah mm -hmm. so i definitely recommend that definitely check out the messenger yeah, it's just another one I need to play. Um, <laughs> I got me thinking about Bioshock, though. Like, I've always wanted to go back to Infinite. I actually only played through Infinite once. Mm -hmm. um, and I've always wanted to go back to it. And especially, God, the uh, expansion that connects it to Bioshock 1 was just mind-blowing at the time. Oh, man. Beyond the Sea, was it? Oh, yeah. So good. Yeah. Uh, unreal. So good, man. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that, that franchise, man. We know it's in development, right? We know it's coming back. But as mm -hmm. we've talked about, we don't know if Ken Levine's involved or what that's even going to look like so yeah and um, that's interesting i mean we we're just talking about diablo we know rod ferguson is over there now working on that right yep and without rod bioshock infinite doesn't ship the correct that game was a mess so yep. yeah yeah that's nice yeah, they that. call rod like the the closer right and he moves <laughs> yeah, into development yeah. and kind of gets steams focused which is mm -hmm. funny so um yeah, the only thing I was going to touch on is Yakuza uh, again. Mm. Um, so I'm, I've been kind of texting Dan because I know obviously he reviewed it and finished it. Um, I'm right near. I'm pretty near the end now. Um, mm. Really high level. Um, I got really pissed off this morning, Dan, after I had texted you last time because I was fighting the guy. It's a spoiler, so I won't say who it is, but it was like that one, you know, big boss battle of that guy. Um, and I'm kicking his ass, got him down to like you know a third health, and I'm like, all right, it's methodical, you know, working through it. He's tough having to revive and do all that. All of a sudden he does a, a four hit combo on me and then immediately does another four hit combo. So eight hits in a row that you couldn't block heal oh, nothing and just killed me. And I'm just like, all right, come on. If it's turn based, make it turn based. Don't just right. take nine right. turns in a row and right. kill me. So it's all based on, you know, the initiative part, which is very 
dodgy. I'll just put it that. It is, like, yeah, that, yeah, it that, is. That was one of my biggest issues with it. It's like when you when you come down, you know, you you know, the role for initiative. It's just like why all of a sudden this guy like he's like three hundred and fifty pounds. How is he so fast that he has? <laughs> you know, yeah, he my my t- my squad is like super high at that too. Like I literally all four of my guys always fight first before anyone does anything. But yeah. all of a sudden, it was just like, all right, bang, 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 bang. And then immediately, bang, 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 I'm dead. And it ended, you know, it was like 10 minutes in the combat, in the oh, one battle. Man. And I'm like, oh, come on, man. That's not right. Um, but that goofy complaint aside, uh, game's still fantastic. The story is, I think the story, honestly, Dan, I think it's a little long-winded. You know, it's like there's so many twists and turns and character changes and all this stuff. It, it's a little over the top, but that's kind of typical of yes. JRPGs. Um, also, say it again and also, like just the yakuza franchise as a whole i mean it's always been you know you yeah you don't you, you never know what's, what's going to happen because it, it just it just comes out of left field sometimes just off the wall but it's good moments. like it, it's 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 acted well the characters are very cool and, and, and kind of amiable um I really like, you know, I like a lot of aspects of that game. It's just a, it's a good JRPG. And I honestly, if it had real time combat, Dan, I wouldn't be as interested. I love the turn based combat. Um, oh, yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. That's, that's because that's, I, I love the job system and, you know, designing around who's going to attack when and the combo attacks. And, you know, there's just a lot that you can play off there that in a real time combat system, you can't really. Um, and so that, that yeah. makes it really enjoyable to me. You wouldn't have that party aspect of it either, though. So it'd just be like you versus. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. So it's been really fun. And uh, anyway, uh, I'm right near the end of that. My whole goal was to finish that before the medium, which I actually may accomplish. Uh, So I may beat a game for once, which is nice. Um, One that (laughs) I'm not reviewing. I have that one to play. I'm looking forward to jumping in. It's surprising. Uh, I was not a Yakuza fan, if you didn't know. So Dan's a huge Yakuza fan. I am not. I've tried. I want to say two of them, very short periods of time. They just never interested me. But this one mm-hmm. kind of sucks you in pretty quickly. Um, and and it's it's just really well kind of paced and acted. And the way they introduce mechanics and concepts just continues to feed uh, mm-hmm. over time. So, it's yeah, it's really good. Great steelbooks too, right? Yeah, I got both of them. Yeah, um, right here. Yeah, yeah, they're sitting right up there actually on my mm-hmm. shelf. Um, yeah, they're they're cool. I was uh, I got a great deal like because I didn't buy it at launch. Yeah, um, same here. Yeah, so I found it online. Guy sold it to me for the day one edition steelbook with the Best Buy steelbook. Got them, got all of that for thirty five bucks. Awesome, man. Yeah, so. that's that what I got. Yeah, I think around right after Black Friday, I think I got that at Best Buy for like thirty bucks or something. Thirty five. Yeah, you can't beat it. Done. done. Yeah, and so. it's a long game. It's mm-hmm. it's not short. Like I've got, I don't know, Dan, if he keeps track of how many hours, but I've been playing it for a while. Yeah, I have no idea where I was at. Maybe seventy or eighty. It was. It was it's long. Yeah, yeah, I've easily got fifty plus for sure. You got, I mean, did you stop doing the business mini game? I, I yeah, of, I kind of got bored of it. See, that was your problem. Why? That that's that that's that's one of the most amazing parts of the game. Uh, initially, it's kind of hard to understand. That's the biggest issue. There's a lot it. to it. No, I, yeah. I've done. I mean, I didn't stop immediately. I've got the sh- share price up. I've done a few of the shareholder meetings. You know, I, I've bought a couple properties, but I just haven't haven't gone to where it's like all the way at the top. Mm. Mm. <laughs> I haven't done that. I, I only did some I, of the carding too. I haven't finished the carding. I didn't do that though too. The what? So that's, there's like a whole side mission story section tied into that. 
that will affect the rest of the game as well. Yeah. So after you get all the way done, okay, which takes it. forever. The other annoying thing I told Dan this morning is I hit level 50. I'm now 51. There's an achievement for getting to level 50. It's just never popped. It's just sitting there locked. And it says like 26% of players have it. And I'm like, well, what the hell is going on with me then? Which achievements are the worst? It's just stupid. It's yeah. the worst. <laughs> I have one right now in my mind that it's, it's killing me. And it's, what do you do? You can wait, give me my fantasy points. You know? <laughs> yeah. I just want to see if like, I'm not a big achievement guy, so it doesn't matter. Like I'm not trying to hundred percent the game. Cause there's some ones that will take forever, but it's just like, if I did it, just do it. So, um, Dan, anything else other than Hitman 3, man, you want to call out? I'm trying to think. Nope. Still downloaded a bunch of games that I haven't even touched yet. Like an idiot. But well, I installed Pathless for you. I haven't touched it yet because I'm trying to yeah. finish Yakuza. But I have Pathless ready. And we still got to play Scott Pilgrim, too. I still haven't touched Ghost Runner. Uh, ah. Mostly yeah. Hitman. So that's once that's over, I'm probably going to jump onto that. Okay. Um, games. Or, or I'm going to wait for the next-gen upgrade. I haven't decided yet. Um now, on, that's, Ghost, that's, on Ghost Runner, you mean? Runner. Yeah. yeah it's been most, and I'll get into the VR stuff, hopefully. So, Today, Elu and... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no that was it. That was okay. Um, Elu and chat talked me back into getting back into Mortal Kombat. Because we were... You know, Cog and I had that chat. We were talking about the old arcade days, which made me think of it. And Elu was talking about playing Mortal Kombat. So, I picked up Ultimate so that I could get the Aftermath expansion, which I never got. And just, you know, the, um, the Final Combat pack with Melina and whatnot. Um, I didn't realize that game was upgraded for Series X and PS5, Mortal Kombat 11. Mm. Big it, difference? It's staggering. Like, really? You know, I've played Gears 5, played Demon Souls. I, I've played all these games that are considered kind of the pinnacle of console graphics right now. And obviously there's a lot less going on kind of in the world because it's a flat plane fighting game, right? Mm -hmm. But in terms of actual fidelity of what is on the screen in front of you, it's absolutely unbelievable how good that game looks. Um, like I couldn't even fathom it at times. We were we were playing in different arenas and we would just stop and I'd be like, holy crap, like it's ridiculous. That just makes me want Injustice 3, which as a diehard <laughs> Batman fan, well, and DC fan, I just love, I love superheroes, but the Injustice game was so good and had such a good story. And Mortal Kombat 11 also had a really good story. Yeah, it did. Uh, it makes me want so badly to see Netherrealm make a game that's not a fighting game because they're good with story. Yeah. And it also wants I want to see more injustice because if you're telling me the after the new MK11 looks this good, now I'm thinking yeah. like, all right, do I re-download it? What are they gonna do with the next one? Oh god, I'm just excited by that. You should re-download you have MK11? Yes, yes. Yeah, re-download it, get the enhancement, and just just play it for five minutes just to see it. Because it's it's I'm telling you, I, I'm I was in awe of how good it looks. Cue um, oh, that up right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's 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 really cool. So I mean, and then you know, I, I reviewed that game, but it came out a couple of years ago. You know, it's not a new game, um, so I hadn't played it since. And uh, there's now like 39 characters. You know, we joked, we played the other day. We used a RoboCop and Rambo, and um, you know, which I'm kind of here or there on, honestly, because I'm a diehard MK guy, and I feel that kind of detracts from it a little bit. But it is funny. Um, but yeah, it's just the amount of content in that game now with the already the story, the aftermath, 39 characters. Like it's it's unbelievable from a fighting game perspective, just how much that game does and does right. So yeah, it's gonna be interesting if NetherRealm does step out of that because it's been many years now where that's their focus. I mean they're a real strong developer, but yeah. 
Remember Crazy. the remember when WB was looking to shop off their game studios? Yep. And we started going down the ideas of like, okay, if Xbox picked them up, if this people where these games or franchises would go, these teams would go. Yeah. I was always in the camp that NetherRealm going to anybody is a huge get, no matter who gets them, because they're just that good. Yeah, it is. Uh, yeah, exactly right. So, um, I still am kind of in awe that I got to meet uh, Ed Boon last year. You know, kind of just chatted. Really? Yeah, it was just so weird as growing up playing MK and arcades and tournaments and stuff, and getting to actually shake his hand and get a picture with him was just surreal. Yeah, so. that's awesome, man. If you ever get uh, to talk to him again, tell him he's missing out by not putting the Last Dragon DLC. You need like Shownuff and Leroy Green. Come on, man. <laughs> tell me that would be dope to have Shownuff in Mortal Kombat. That, that That's a big callback right there. That's going to miss some of our audience for I sure. I know, I know, but still, man. That's all heads. We could, we could, we'll rock with that, man. <laughs> man, I haven't thought about that forever. Good Lord. <laughs> It took you saw my face. It took me a yeah. second. I'm like, last dragon. What's he? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. JMO, thanks, man. Yeah, the statues. Uh, it's incredible, and you've got this little switch so you can make him, you know, uh, happy. Nice, uh, man. Yeah, it's badass. So anyway, my video. So yeah, I was actually going to say we're going to go ahead and start closing out, guys. But um, yeah, the the if you want to see more of that, my unboxing and review of it is on our channel. Um, along with the uh, not bouncer, that's the bouncer, the uh, Rosie statue as well from the same line. They're incredible pieces. So if you're a Bioshock fan, definitely check those out. Um, there's a great, we were just talking about fighting games. Uh, Elu, who's been in the chat, wrote a fantastic article on fighting games um, and just kind of the, um, the, the sense, you know, what they mean to people like us who used to play in the arcade um, and have moved to online and what the online arena is like now compared to the arcade and, uh he's just a fantastic writer so please check that article out if you get time um and then um you know thanks to everyone who tuned into the uh, uh industry perspectives chat with me and cog over the past week two weeks that was a real fun one to do i actually uh have the next one coming out middle of the week as you're listening to this um with asa from game on daily so he was in the chat here earlier but he's the co-owner of game on daily um a very tech savvy guy and we talked through uh, a lot of things from um from gaming journalism and media to uh, he's a big VR guy. We talk about VR extensively and a few other things. So that's uh, in the editing software now, and that'll be live probably Wednesday uh, when you're listening to this. So just a lot of good stuff uh, happening on the site right now. So thanks for everyone tuning in and, uh, you know, always supporting us. So with that, let's get ready to get out of here, guys. Luke, where can people find you, man? Not that our audience doesn't already know, like I like to say. Hey, I'm happy to plug. The <laughs> Xbox Expansion Pass is available on all podcast services. Of course, it's a solo Xbox show that I do, and it is newly available over on YouTube. It's a very low-maintenance uh, low way for me to just transfer the audio file, but uh, it would mean the world if you guys would go follow the Xbox Expansion Pass on YouTube. I don't know so how I missed that. I didn't know you were on YouTube now. Yeah, it's it's not a highly produced thing. Again, produce, production is not my jam when I do the solo stuff, so it's just the audio file over there. But it means the world to have that uh, available to people who are willing to check it out uh, on another platform. Uh, as, as you guys know, I try to have a guest on from the gaming industry every two to three episodes. I most recently had Shelby Young, a voice actor for games like Wolfenstein, Dead Rising, and uh, she's in Star Wars, uh, a Star Wars show, and just a really cool actor to have on. And I've got a few... Uh, on the way down in the pipeline as well. So looking forward to 
chatting with you guys more. And more than anything, most importantly, please go follow the Trophy Room on YouTube and then downvote everything, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for the catch. Yeah. I was like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, boo, thanks, rate Luke five stars, boo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Eric, man, thanks for coming out. Uh, obviously, you know, in the notes, uh, I talk about uh, Basement Radio Arcade podcast and gaming perspective, but please, man, shout it out. No, once again, man, I'm, it's always a pleasure to come through and hang with you guys. You know, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Always good to podcast with Luke whenever we get the opportunity. Um, yeah, uh, you guys are, as a group, uh, some of my favorite content creators, so definitely keep it up. Well, yeah, other than that, you can find me uh, Wednesday nights at 9 o'clock on gaming. I'm sorry, I'm getting confused. Tuesday night, <laughs> we have a new time for Gaming Perspective. We're Tuesday nights at 8 o'clock, and then Brad Podcast, 9 o'clock Wednesday night. And then other than that, you can find me on Twitter, EC Jackson with an X. There you go. Yeah, cheers, guys. Thanks for coming out. Sorry for the short notice. The week oh, just man. got away from me. <laughs> I don't um, go anywhere, man. <laughs> yeah, we're all at home, right? So, <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, no, always, always a pleasure to have both of you on. It's been a, a really fun conversation today. So thank you guys. Absolutely. Dan, when can we expect your uh, seven point review of Hitman 3? I'm hoping by next weekend, but I make no promises um, because I like to be thorough. You know, <laughs> you know me and my thoroughness. So. <laughs> I'm about halfway through the game, I think. Okay, so, cool. Um, I'll, I might just throw VR on now. I'm just trying to try it out and see what it Is the VR for Hitman 3 already available? I don't know. I assume so. I thought it, I'm pretty sure you have... The problem is with it, you have to have it... I basically have it installed twice because it runs in backwards compatibility mode. So you have to have the PS4 version installed to play the VR. You know, so it's it's not it's not smart delivery. So the PS5 version I play normally, you know, and then the PS4 version is for VR. Yeah, yeah, I got you. So like dumb delivery, am I right? <laughs> not so smart delivery, is it? Smart delivery. So. <laughs> okay, cool, man. Well, guys, thank you as always. Uh, chat, you guys have been awesome. Thank you very much for coming by on this uh, interesting Saturday. It's kind of miserable here, but it's been a pleasure talking to you guys at least. So. That was uh, Big Cast episode 138. As always, we will see you next week. Thank you. Until then. And as usual, Dan, I don't have the outro ready. You know. Why would you? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys. <laughs>